Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> Jump into listening to the speaker. Please say aye. Those opposed, say no. Opinion of the chair, the ayes have it. It would appear that the Democrats have passed the majority hurdle at 220 votes, 221 rising as we report and speak in favor of this resolution providing for the rules for the potential impeachment of President Donald Trump. This is a sad day. It's a sad day because nobody comes to Congress to impeach a president of the United States. No one. I am not running for anything except the impeachment of Trump. (laughs) We take no joy in having to move down this road and proceed with the impeachment inquiry, but neither do we shrink from it. On the impeachment of Donald Trump, would you vote yes or no? I would vote yes. I would vote. I would vote too. Today was a solemn day. It's one that none of us really look forward to. It is time for them to get serious about what is alleged. Bullies don't win. Baby, they don't. Because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the motherfucker. I doubt it. You are fake news. Kill me. Very fake news. Kill me. Go home, bitch. Great story. Compelling and rich. Skag three where he is. You are a terrific team on all counts. Alright, go, go. In five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Do it live! I can go write it and we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. It's nice to be out of costume. You know, hopefully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully a less sweaty show for me this week out of that. I found out it was PVC. Wasn't I thought it was like vinyl that material on that Randy Savage costume was PVC. Yeah. So I had to deal with that all last week. Uh, you heard it in the intro. House Democrats vote to formalize their impeachment inquiry over Ukraine Gate, or who knows? Maybe they'll change their reason retroactively, depending on what information comes out. Anyways, if you enjoyed such sham investigations as Russian collusion, grab your seat for the sequel. I know you're excited. But at least now we all get to watch. That's the major change is this stuff will be public and at least we can vet it for ourselves. We'll get to that later in the show. First, a forensic pathologist hired by Jeffrey Epstein's brother concluded this week that the phrase, uh, or he concluded the phrase, I suppose, that gave rise to all the memes of the week. Epstein didn't kill himself. Uh, we'll review the info. The dog that helped to take out ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi that we discussed last weekend. Uh, he gets a tribute meme from Trump and our trusty media fact checkers rise to the occasion to ensure that we all, we are all aware that this uh, hastily edited depiction of the 
Medal of Ponor award ceremony is not, in fact, a real photograph. It is fake. It is doctored. I'm glad they're looking out for us. I feel so misled. And then later, strong, brave thruple enthusiasts who we discussed last week, Katie Hill, she resigned. That was breaking last Sunday. Uh, and But she's since spoken out about the issue. Uh, apparently, the resignation is not because she broke house rules, but uh, or it is because... I, I botched the line. It's not because of her adulterous degeneracy. It's uh it's 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 for sexism and hatred of my strong women, strong powerful uh, women. So we'll we'll catch is up. Is she with. adulterous? We'll talk about it later. I of course she is. She cheated on her husband. Yeah, but they were in a th- in a thruple consensually. Um, I guess no no I no guess no, it is. no no not not the staff guy. That was unknown to husband guy. But if your wife, if you're married to somebody that has let a woman into the marriage, should you be surprised? I guess it is adultery. Okay, fine. I, I'm curious to see how much you're going to go to bat for Katie Hill. I'm not. I, I really let's, did like her out. because we'll, we'll talk about this in another time. Yeah. All right. Uh, shockingly, I know you'll be shocked. Drag Queen Story Hour again goes awry, this time in Minneapolis, where a drag performer is accused of flashing young children. A fact check false, according to local papers, that uh, it was actually an incidental uh, incidental showing of genitals to children. It was not an intentional flashing, so nothing to worry about. And uh, hoax hate to close your uh, former stomping grounds in Seattle. A city council candidate allegedly has his campaign yard sign vandalized. In Wallingford, which had one Trump voter. Really? I didn't know that. One Trump voter. There's one just- singular. Okay. I've never been more sure about a hoax hate. And uh, the years old, when did this become a meme? Was this 2017? Anyway, it's okay to be white. That outrage. It's finally made its way to my neck of the woods, the wilderness of Montana. The (laughs) the posters, the flyers are showing up at Montana State University. And uh, it's as though the media here have learned nothing from the hilarity that ensued, what, two years ago now elsewhere. And of course, we will take super chats on YouTube or streamlabs in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listing material. Remember you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's Matt One of the many things we have over on the website, of course, is uh, great deals from our listener, uh, friendly listener owned businesses. This week's uh, featured business is our friends over at uh, charity swipes. They're a big supporter of the show. Charity swipes is a credit card, credit card processor, just like square and PayPal, but with lower fees, they have solutions for all types of businesses from retail to restaurants, to e-commerce. If your business takes credit cards, Take a second look and ask yourself if you know what you're paying in fees. Credit card processing fees have consistently been going up over the past year, and most business owners aren't even aware of it. Charity Swipes works diligently to create programs that can dramatically lower these processing costs, and they want the opportunity to show you how much they can help. Right now, they'll offer you a free review of your processing fees, and we'll put together a customized program that ensures you pay the lowest rates possible. Our listeners who choose to sign up will receive a free setup and a free credit card reader. You can view all the details of their offers uh, on their website for listeners of this show. That's charityswipes.com slash MC. Every signup greatly supports this show as well. So if you own a small business and you'd like help, uh, you'd like to help yourself and this show, of course, check them out at charityswipes.com slash MC. And of course, you can find 
all the info on all of our great deals from the rest of our listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammo, Sonoran Defense Technologies, Black Rifle Garb, and Flyover States at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. I want to give a, uh, a shout-out at the top of the show to our listeners in California because everything just looks terrible and on fire there. So. <laughs> Yeah. Even though I like to re- save California, that's why I'm trying to rep the state tonight. I don't know what the bigger threat to California is, the communism or the fires. So I hope that everybody Me is too. safe. Oh, well, there you go. Because uh, I love Los Angeles. It's a beautiful city where no degeneracy occurs. <laughs> Hollywood's great. You're not being propagandized. Blah, blah. Fair enough. Well, I uh, appreciate everybody who's listening out there. If you have the electricity to listen to the show, thank you for spending it uh, on our little Sunday night stream. Much appreciated. And all the best to everybody who's uh, going through tough times out on the West Coast. Most of you. Some of, yeah, some of you are enablers <laughs> of the degeneracy. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you see, speaking of our, our Halloween costumes, uh, certainly those were degenerate, I don't, at least mine. Uh, not as much as this. I, I'm not sure if this, I, I guess this was a Halloween costume. It was presented that way. New York based drag queen Blair Black decided to be a zombie cannibal. Is that a I, play on Blair White? I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't know if I assume there's no connection, but it is oddly similar. Um, anyway, this is, this is a public performance. It looks like some kind of bar venue or public venue. Of this um, this drag queen aborting, I guess his child, his own child by knife. The getup and performance was complete with fake blood, uh, splattered guts, and a plastic fetus. All of this to the tune of Kesha's Cannibal. The video, in fact, was so graphic that YouTube has it age restricted, even though it's all fake. Obviously, it's not real violence. But I, according to YouTube's rules, I actually have to blur it. <laughs> but. Note the the expression on the face of the girl next to this drag queen watching it. Um, her face gives you an idea of, of what the scene really looks like. Stabbing the stomach. And here's her face. In a moment. And this is ripping a plastic bloody fetus out of her fake belly, his fake belly, and just kind of tossing the blood and guts around in a choreographed routine. Oh my god. This was apparently posted to Instagram, that's the origin of this, and um, Blair Black, the drag queen performing here, Describes the act on Instagram, quote, the inspiration for this performance was from a lot of horror movies where a woman got pregnant by an alien, demon, monster, etc., and they have to cut the baby out of her before it kills her from the inside. That is so, the most degenerate thing I've ever seen. Uh, uh, the, the presentation in pink news here is that only Christians are raging. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not enraged. I, I don't want to be one of these offended on Halloween people, but that's... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't enjoy that. I would not, oh, let's not gosh. hang out Blair Black. I don't. I'm Christian, so I'm supposed to love everybody, but this, I saw that and I was like, we must kill this person. We must find <laughs> so, this person. Kill. There you have it. Christians are raging. The only people who have any <laughs> objections to this whatsoever are devout, backward, right wing Christians. <laughs> Nobody of sane mind, of moderate viewpoint could look at this and say, yeah, I think I think our abortion attitudes are getting a little twisted around here. It's probably not good. 
my gosh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that that's the that's the inter- you interpret it yourself according to the performance. Not a celebration of abortion. It's this weird thing where an alien impregnated a woman. But this, if you look at the actual depiction, you can see the uncensored still frame on the screen. At least it wasn't an alien or a robot child. It was just a normal was, baby. Yeah, just a regular depiction of a, or at least a the depiction is a regular, presumably healthy child. Who knows? Are you in my it's accelerationist plastic, so. camp yet? Are you here um, yet? Because it's been well, three and a half is, years of is, your infuriating fence sitting, and I think that that should have pushed first you over of all, the edge. What Come on. you and the critics call fence sitting, I call <laughs> principles. They matter. You're probably they, right. They keep you from becoming a uh, a a a person who commits the very sort of wrongs that we're we're trying to avoid here. Not that you're going to do this, but you know, you get what I mean. Um, does this make me? want to join the right-wing death squads no but this is what's the kind it of gonna stuff, take th- well this is the kind of stuff that you look at and it, as someone who was formerly pro-choice you look at this sort of thing and you're like i don't know i, mean, I can't be on that team like i can't be on this yeah. team yeah so yeah I mean, do they make me do they make me want to uh Join a militia? No, they just they make me reevaluate some positions I, I yeah, used to hold. I mean, okay, what these people should realize though is that Christians also want redemption for sinners, even if you had an abortion. Abby Johnson had two abortions, and she's the biggest pro life advocate maybe in the world. I mean, she yeah, doesn't even think people should be on birth control. Yeah. So you know, even if you've had an abortion, like you can be saved, your soul can be saved, you can be redeemed. Yeah, I really don't think I'll say this with full acknowledgement of of bad of things like abortion clinics in the past, a bombing of abortion clinics in the past, mm-hmm. which is, of course, wrong. I, and, and has that's the same form of political violence that we want to stop in all other contexts. But every uh, every pro-life person I know is pro-life, not out of uh, a hatred of others, but in fact, uh, a, a desire, a love of others and a desire to protect life but a desire to convince you that protecting life is the right thing to do right. not to they, they're not trying to round people they're not trying to round women up and force them to be raped and give birth to children or some nonsense like that like this is some barbaric view of women or some some crap uh so yeah I, that movie I, I know we spoke about it when it came out but and i know that that's a dramatized fictionalized depiction but the value of the story of uh, of unplanned about abby johnson was to me how much those pro-life advocates how they didn't hold it against her even though she was in their view helping women murder children every single day mm-hmm. they assumed that she was good-hearted but misguided and they tried yeah. to show her another path and isn't that kind of a testimony to society at large that that when you're indoctrinated when you believe certain things sometimes you don't realize the magnitude the moral magnitude of the things you've done and you've taken part in until you can uh reevaluate like, yeah. what what your sense of morality is and how wrong society is and so, th- so that's really what it should be what we we're trying to do to get people to change the way they think and to repent if they've engaged in this kind of stuff mm. well speaking of questionable production there's my transition. Did you see this Supergirl? I guess this. Okay, I thought this was a, a woke adaptation show, kind of like the Batwoman show. This is for real, though, right? It, this is not a joke. I don't think this is a joke, but I want to give. I want to be fair to the show because Supergirl is, in fact, a long-standing character 
It's not like a newly invented character for woke purposes. Although the show had some controversy with some transgender character. It looks like it checks the boxes whether or not the character is newly invented. What I'm getting at is this particular teaser for the show. This is the show Supergirl on the CW. They posted some promotional teaser that went kind of viral on Twitter this week. And it's not even, it's not the woke stuff. It's just the shockingly bad and hilarious production that I think is worthy of a CGI view. CGI is really bad. Check out this week's Supergirl episode. When the ones you love turn their back on you, that's pain. But you'll see when you suffer the way you made me suffer. That's why he brought me. Isn't Blake? That looks so bad. That, that's like early 90s quality graphics. Yeah, like video game stuff or video something games. like that. I, the show has just been renewed for its sixth season. So Six seasons? There must be something redeeming about it. Either that or this is like the best cringe viewing that I should have been aware of for some time now. It's probably something I'd really enjoy. But uh, I just appreciated that uh, that tweet. <laughs> tweet teaser oh god freaks and geeks gets one season and this show gets six seasons i guess so streaming for free on the cw app if you want to check it out uh i gotta get to the to the real news of course uh somewhat sad news depending on your perspective but of course we want to memorialize every failed campaign for the 2020 democrats and i didn't expect i, I the failure was inevitable but i guess i'm uh, a little surprised how soon it was. Beto O'Rourke has dropped out of the presidential uh, race, not really able to get any polling traction beyond his uh, 1% in the aggregated uh, polling data, which could, of course, simply be statistical error that he has any support at all. But he dropped out of the race on Friday. He had not yet met the thresholds to get a spot on the debate stages in November and December. And so as we do for all of uh, 2020's Shattered Dreamers, we give him a send off with Sarah McLaughlin. I own an AR-15. A lot of our listeners own AR-15s. Why should they not have one? They should have them. If you purchase that AR-15, if you own it, keep it. Continue to use it responsibly. Nobody wants to take it away from you. At least I, I don't want to do that. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. There will be people that don't turn their guns back in. What's the next step? A visit by law enforcement to recover that firearm. This out of the uh, Babylon B, of course, satire. I have to properly preface it that way so we don't get accused of fake news. Headline Beto drops out of the race to spend more time taking guns from his family. Quote I've been so focused on grabbing the guns of strangers, O'Rourke told the press, that I've neglected taking away the guns of those closest to me. Farewell to every gun shop, uh, every gun shop's employee of the year, I would assume. I got to imagine this guy has personally sold more firearms than anyone with the possible exception of David Hogg. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know who I know that David Hogg personally sold me a lot of firearms. Beto O'Rourke less so, but that's only because David Hogg was out front and center first. 
But uh, it, we didn't talk about it on the show, but there was actually a, a gun shop in Arizona that had the Beto special. It was some kind of AR <laughs> configuration, and he couldn't fill the orders. They were out right away. Everyone's trying Good. to order the, the Beto special AR. So uh, if you're betting on who drops out next... A good bet would be Kamala Harris. Uh, recall it wasn't too long ago that that Tulsi was ripping on her and Kamala Harris was saying, well, I'm a top-tier candidate, so of course she'd go after me. I'm on top. I'm the best. Well, it's been nothing but a slow, uh, a slow slide since then. She's actually in a distant fifth place now, well below Pete Buttigieg and creeping on Yang. She's wow, down in like the 4%. She was 4%. my candidate. I kind of can't believe it. It's not going to happen. I mean, it's possible that Yang passes her up. She's at about four. Yang's at about two and a half. So give oh, it another debate. She was so debate. smug about it too. Good. Yeah. Uh, well, she, she appeared in an interview with Axios. And uh, is it Kamala Harris's terrible candidacy that is to blame for her failing poll numbers? No. Uh, hot new take out of Kamala Harris. It's actually because people are racist and sexist and they're bigoted and they're not ready for her level of intersectionality. I have also started to um, perhaps be more candid talking about what I describe and what I believe to be the elephant in the room about my campaign. What is that? Electability. Is America ready for a woman and a woman of color to be president of the United uh, States. America was ready for a black man to be president of the United States. And this conversation happened for him. There is a lack of ability or a difficult, a difficulty in imagining that someone who we have never seen can do a job that has been done, you know, 45 times by someone who is not that person. I was here in Iowa campaigning for Barack Obama. Yeah, I was here. It was the night before the caucuses, and I was like, tell me what else needs to be done. And they said, Kamala, can you, there's this senior um, African-American home, residential home, nobody's gone to yet, can you go there? And I said, of course. And she looks at me without any expression, and she says, they're not going to let him win. All that she has experienced and witnessed in terms of injustice, indignity. She wasn't about, at this stage of her life, to expose herself to yet another disappointment. I say all of this to say to you, I'm aware of the challenges, but I know who the people are. And I know that we have an ability to see what can be. Oh, this bitch is unscrupulous. Okay. (laughs) She's out of here soon. Yeah, I mean... I have to acknowledge that she banged her way to the middle and now she's like, <laughs> it's the sexism that's preventing me from getting all the way to, to the top. It's like, no, it's because you can't like continue to bang people while you're hot and that doesn't get you to the presidency anyway. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, the obvious question is, okay, what happened to the 10 percentage points that were previously supporting you? They all, they all of a sudden became racist and sexist? Yeah. What, what happened to them? And And what bothered me most about this beyond just the obvious like more racism the sexism nonsense the story about the old woman and obama to me that demonstrates against her case like that debunks her case he won and he's a beloved president and why because he he was a candidate that was inspiring to people rightly or wrongly he was he was a good politician who was able to convince people to vote for him why can't you do that then come on presumably she just say well yeah it's not because i'm black then it's because i'm a woman well the last nominee was a woman what, i mean what? and she's falling into the same I'll, I'll give her that there are some similarities between her and barack obama because they both fell into this like not black enough trap it kind ah. of worked for him uh because he's half Kenyan <sighs> and he's like cool 
but she's uncool and she's half Indian, half Jamaican. And so I think American blacks are like, nah, bitch. No, well, pl- plus her uh, zealous prosecutorial record is that is I think probably is what tough one to come fantasy. over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the obvious answer is did Tulsi Gabbard have a point? Because you have to this day, has she actually refuted that point? She's like, I'm more popular than you. That's she never has, yeah. has given a, a great response, and it's months later. As, speaking of Obama, you see this clip. Uh, he was he was speaking at uh, the Obama Foundation Summit in Chicago on Tuesday, and he criticized so-called woke Twitter activism. Huh. Is what he had to say. This idea of purity and you're never compromised and. You're always politically woke and all that stuff. You should get over that quickly. The world, the world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. One danger I see among young people, particularly on college campuses, I do get a sense sometimes now among certain young people, and this is accelerated by social media, there is this sense sometimes of the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people. And that's enough. Like if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or used the word wrong verb or then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself because man, you see how woke I was? I called you out. <laughs> that's, not, that's not activism. That, that's not bringing about change. If, if, if all you're doing is casting stones, you know, you're, you're probably not going to get that far. That's easy to do. Um, you know, I agree with him, but it's like the Ellen thing. It's like I look at your body of work and your previous activism, and I have to be like, uh, you contributed to the culture in which people are partaking, so I kind of feel like, go fuck yourself. This was somewhat... Uh, maybe celebrated is too strong a word, but there were a lot of people saying on Twitter, well, look, Obama is, you've gone too far for Obama. He thinks you guys need to scale it back. My interpretation of this commentary was, yeah, he's saying that that the Twitter cancel culture is BS, but he's still saying you need to do more, not do less. Like his conclusion is not your outrage is BS, find a better cause. His conclusion is like, this is an inappropriate way to be an activist in pursuit of the cause not that the cause is bs maybe i'm overreading it but to me i read him there as saying um right idea wrong implementation as opposed to just wrong idea which it's usually the wrong idea with this twitter outrage crime fine whatever i mean i agree with what he's saying i i agree that well i i guess i okay maybe what, what he's saying, but then what to do? Like his answer is be a better activist, but you're being an activist for causes that are BS. Yeah, that's fine. That's why I want to be careful about what he's saying here. Anyway, uh, t- tell me what happened with Brexit because we'll be quick because Brexit's never going to happen. Let's be honest. I know. And that uh, I'd rather die in a ditch thing. That didn't age very well, did it? Wait, what's that? Uh, Boris Johnson said, like, rather than delay Brexit, he'd rather die in a ditch. Oh, well, ditch it is, I guess. (laughs) Um, Days before the UK's October 31st deadline to leave the EU, the multinational bloc agreed to Britain's request on Monday to postpone the departure another three months. Are they just going to keep postponing indefinitely? Um, Donald Tusk said Monday that the 27 other countries in the EU tentatively signed off on a Brexit flextension. A flexible extension. I'm sick of these terms too. Stop. Just stop. Stop it's it. It's not yeah. cute. 
that will allow the UK to remain in the bloc through January 31st or leave earlier if it reaches an agreement before then, which they certainly won't. Uh, Johnson's attempt to call snap elections uh, foundered last month amid resistance from opposition lawmakers in the Labour Party. Parliament did pass the second reading of his new deal with the EU, but it demanded more time to consider the legislation. So on Monday, just hours after the EU extension announcement, Parliament rejected Johnson's third call for early election. But people are saying prospects are looking up for him if he should decide to pursue them for a fourth time as he's (laughs) vowed to do on Wednesday. That is because this time, unlike his past attempts, he would take a different approach that would require only a simple majority vote in Parliament. And this route appears to have the backing of the Scottish National Party Mm. and Liberal Democrats, two smaller parties that have so far sided with Labour. I mean... I don't know very much about their system, so I don't know what the feasibility of this fourth attempt is. Um, but it sounds like it's probably a long shot, right? I, is this ever going to happen? I don't know. I, I mentioned it when we were talking with Sargon, but legitimately, the Brexit vote and the effort to Brexit is as old as this show is. Gosh, this that's is, true. It, it's three plus years old. It's one of the first things we talked about as stupid rube Americans who didn't understand what's going on over there. And honestly, nothing has changed. But it baffles my mind when I think of all the topics that we've discussed in the entire history of this show. They all fit into the time frame of, of the British people voting to leave the EU and the British government not doing it. Gosh, can you imagine how pissed the people must be? And yeah, it is outrageous. Um so, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this goes, but I can't pretend to offer expertise on it. I can only scratch my head from afar and think, what the hell? Well, good luck with that. Uh, Nick Sandman's lawsuit, the, the Covington kid, the racist smirker who was in the face of Nathan Phillips at the uh, Lincoln yeah. Memorial last winter. Of course, you'll recall that his defamation lawsuit against the Washington Post was previously dismissed now, though, a federal judge is allowing a portion of the case to proceed on Monday after reading an amended complaint, Judge William Burstelman ordered the case uh, ordered that the case could enter discovery. So not only is the case continuing and potentially some semblance of justice for Nick Sandman and the rest of the defamed Covington kids, but once the case enters discovery, presumably we might be able to see some more information out of that communication between Washington post staff, uh, staff and, and things like that. So maybe there will actually be more information that comes out of this. Uh, nothing much to say for now, other than the case will in fact proceed. And of course we'll update with information when it becomes available. Okay. Let's delay no longer because this, uh, I don't know how many times I read this sentence this week. You see all the memes of like, different ways people were creatively getting you to read the sentence Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah. This is the best one. I knew every time I saw one of those, I knew I was being tricked into reading Epstein didn't kill himself, but I still enjoyed it anyway. And I still participated in all of them. So this, this is because, uh, forensic pathologist guys like, nah, dude, dude was strangled. So what, what's, what he's, what were his findings? Uh, yeah, that's what it sounds like. I mean, I know that he was hired by, the family, but that doesn't really change anything for me because this Dr. Michael Baden, he has um, examined more than 20,000 bodies. He hosted this HBO show autopsy and uh, he, he really, and he's done a ton of famous cases, like a ton of famous cases. So he's a former New York city medical examiner who's worked on tons of high profile cases during a five decade. He's 85 medical career. Noted that 66-year-old Epstein had two fractures on the left and right sides of his larynx, specifically the thyroid cartilage or the Adam's apple. 
as well as one fracture on the left hyoid bone above the Adam's apple. Um, and what he said was, these three fractures are extremely unusual in suicidal hangings and occur much more commonly in homicidal strangulations. I've not seen in 50 years where that occurred in a suicidal hanging case. Um, huh. He also explained that if a person weighed 120 pounds and their head weighed 10 pounds, there would be 110 pounds of pressure on the neck and the jaw, at the jaw, during the mm -hmm. hanging. But if someone put a hand around the person's neck and squeezed, that could double or triple the pressure on the neck. There were also and hemorrhages in his eyes that are common of homicidal strangulations, but not common, although not unheard of in suicidal hangings. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the, the, the quote-unquote real story that he had basically not only used one of these flimsy sheets to do it, but yeah. had kneeled because it's not even high enough. I've heard that. Yeah. I mean, like they weren't super and clear leaned into it. They didn't answer a lot of questions. It would be very difficult to kill yourself like that too, because when you hang yourself, um, you lose control over the ability to like, to save yourself, but mm -hmm. doing it that way, it would be like trying to drown yourself at any moment you could. Yeah, it's up, like, uh, you know, that's what's weird about the story, too. If you actually if your body has the ability to save itself, presumably there'd be some survival instinct that intervenes right. subconsciously and just forces you to to undo what your what your brain is telling you you want to do or something. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like if your body has a way out, it will kind of unconsciously get a way out. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. Yes, uh, this was my favorite. I, I don't know if it's a meme, but just, you know, people, not only are there memes, but people are putting this on display in public areas. So it looks like someone went to like a Target or some kind of store. They got all the the uh, Christmas stockings on display. And frankly, this is what they get for putting those things out so early. But I guess it is post-Halloween, so maybe it's fine. Anyway, Epstein didn't kill himself on display a store stockings. I, I don't know who, in fact, is behind this, but I want to, <laughs> you know, I want to give a shout out to that person in spirit, at least, and say thank you for your contribution to the very good yeah. to the public discourse. Uh, and more on um, on the memory later in the show. Speaking of memory, unless you have more to say about no. Epstein, no surprise there. We will uh, we will discuss Epstein a little bit later too, as it relates to some other stories. But uh, but we we talked about la uh, last weekend. It was breaking as of Sunday morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Uh, of course, U.S. military forces killed ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. And um, since then, more details have emerged about exactly what happened, including the fact that a dog named Conan was instrumental in chasing down a fleeing al-Baghdadi before he blew himself up by suicide vest. And the meme team over at the Daily Wire put together this hilarious image of Trump awarding a so-called medal of Pawner. And you can oh, see this it, was the daily wire. It was the daily. It's even ah. got their little in Trump's uh, tweet of it. It's got their little watermark in the bottom. Oh, right I did not notice that. And it's literally a, a, a paw shaped metal or a metal with a paw on it. It's obviously not a medal of honor. <laughs> it's obviously, I mean, just in terms of the photograph, you can see kind of the weird edge on the dog. It doesn't, yeah, who it, would it's think not this is real. I've, well, anyway, uh, Trump posting this to his account, which, by the way, is like one of the most viral posts he's had a half a million likes, almost, you know, going on 100,000 retweets. Trump gets all kinds of Twitter traffic, but this one in particular got a lot of traffic because people love killing terrorists. Yep. They love dogs. They it's love got jokes. It. It's got about, it all, doesn't it? it? It's, 
it's very simple, but it's when this came out, I experienced the same thing everybody did. You just chuckle and you're like, all right, today's a good day for this country. Yeah. That's awesome. Unless, of course, uh, you're one of our trusted media fact checkers in which you you see the fake news signal in the sky and you yeah. think it's your time to shine. You, you're the hero that nobody asked for and nobody needs and nobody <laughs> wanted, but you've seen the signal. You have to rise to the occasion. Uh, suspicious that this photo was, in fact, not authentic. They started digging in. New York Times headline. I wish I was making this up. Trump tweets faked photo of hero dog getting a medal. Remember they said this about Ali Stuckey's interview? Yes, the, that's the, right. The interview with AOC that was obviously a joke. The fake interview. Right-wing propaganda. Fake interview. Yep. Okay, here's, here's some stuff from the story. The image appeared to be an altered version of a 2017 Associated Press photograph in the original... Mr. Trump is seen awarding a Medal of Honor to James C. McLaughlin. I don't know how to pronounce his name. McLaughlin? Do you know how to say that name? McLaughlin? But there's no second L. McLaughlin? McLaughlin? Anyway, he's a retired army medic. No disrespect to James. That's what they're accusing Trump of doing, is disrespecting James. Uh, He's a retired army medic who is credited with saving the lives of 10 men during the the, uh, war in Vietnam. They actually tracked down... This guy who's pictured in the story, this this Vietnam vet who received the Medal of Honor a couple of years ago from Trump, they tracked him down, presumably so he'd say, how disrespectful. He dishonored my service. I can't believe he would disrespect our veterans this way. In a phone interview on Wednesday, this Vietnam vet, he's 73 years old, had not seen the image before a reporter, uh, had not seen the image before a reporter sent it to him said that he interpreted it, as, interpreted it as Mr. Trump recognizing the dog's heroism. He certainly was not offended and laughed when he compared the two images. Quote, this recognizes the dog as part of the team of brave people. He said they are very courageous, he said of military canines. So they call this guy up and he's like, no, nah, I mean, that's funny. And yeah, the dogs, the dogs are a big help. So good for, good for Trump and good for the dog. Okay, not outraged. Yeah. Washington Post headline. Trump tweeted a photo of a Medal of Honor recipient who was edited out and replaced by Conan the Dog. They they show the same picture. And this article starts. In a somber White House ceremony in July 2017, President Trump draped the Medal of Honor around the neck of James uh, McLaughlin. He was credited for saving the lives of 10 men in a brutal days-long battle in Vietnam. And Trump told the former army medic that, quote, We are in awe of your actions and your bravery. But on Wednesday, Trump posted a photo of that moment with McLaughlin's image replaced by that of a dog. (laughs) The Washington, this is where it gets even funnier. So yeah, he's a bad guy for replacing a a Vietnam vet Medal of Honor recipient with a dog. But they, the, 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 um, this reporter at the Washington Post reached out to the Daily Wire to, I guess, confirm that this, in fact, was a was a doctored image. Here's the email that he sent. Uh, Hello, I'm with the Washington Post and wanted to get confirmation that this photo originated with you and that if it did, that you digitally removed Medal of Honor recipient James McLaughlin and replaced him with a dog. Oh, come and on. In response, Jeremy Boring, the, the, the head guy over at the Daily Wire, replies, Alex, on the record, you've got to be fucking joking. Please quote <laughs> me on that. And yeah. then in the story... The Washington Post says Jeremy Boring, the chief operating officer of the Daily Wire, 
dismissed emailed questions about whether the altered photo originated from his publication. No, he didn't. Yeah. He said, quote me, you've got to be fucking kidding. <sighs> and they presented as though he like shirked the question. Like he's right. he clearly didn't hiding do. from the responsibility of creating this faked image. My God. Okay. Uh, just a few more. Jim Acosta. Jim, Aqua- Jim Acosta tweets out, a White House official said, quote, the dog is not at the White House. So thank you, Jim Acosta, for digging in, making sure we know that there was, in fact, no dog there at yeah. the time. This guy, S.V. Date, is uh, the White House correspondent for the Huffington Post, says, fine, it's just the President of the United States disseminating a doctored image created, created by a right-wing propaganda site. There is no way that people, that people actually thought this was doctored. real. They, they they outed them, uh, which uh, makes you wonder, what is the Huffington Post then? Is that uh, communist propaganda? Uh, uh, by what measure do you condemn the Daily Wire as ideologically biased, but the Huffington Post is to be treated as some sort of fair news source right. or accurate? Okay. And then this guy, VOA News, I'm not familiar with, but I guess it's actually like the federal government's broadcasting like the federal government has its own news outlet, I guess. Anyway, this guy, uh, Steve Herman, is a reporter there. I've requested details from the White House on this photo. There was no such canine event on today's presidential schedule, but there is a Medal of Honor ceremony set here for later today for an active duty Green Beret. Well, thank you for for getting uh, to the bottom of it. And I got to say, the best piece about this whole ordeal was um, was this this segment on Fox News uh, Waters World. Retired Navy SEAL and founder of the Warrior Dog Foundation, Mike Ritland, he was on uh, Waters World, and he was on there to discuss these military dogs, and he revealed some key information as he left the interview. And he can't wait. So thank you and thank Nero for your service. I appreciate it. Absolutely. If, if I could, could I throw a PSA out real quick? Real quick. The remarkable nature of these dogs and, and them being highlighted in the news creates a, a huge demand by people that, that frankly shouldn't have them. If uh, if you see the, the coverage and you decide, I want one of these dogs, either buy a finished, trained, uh, you know, fully trained and, and finished dog from a professional, uh, or just, just don't get one at all. Um, and Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you for that commentary. All right, Mike, maybe more on that later. Oh, shit. Okay, I don't know who actually... That's the reason I, I picked the cell phone recording of that. It's circulating Twitter now, but whoever the reaction is is just great. I don't know who it is, but uh, good for them because the reaction yeah. made it even better. Um, and I got to say applause to that guy for committing to the bit. I You kind of sense that... Whenever someone says, can I make a PSA this week, given that context, you kind of think, ooh, is he at the balls to do it? Yeah. And uh, he went for it. Good for him. He did it in convincing fashion. So uh, good for him. Well done. And I appreciated it. Uh, Anything else to say on on the dog issue? No. um, I actually thought for some reason you put that in the Epstein section, which is why at the beginning of that, I was like, oh, this one's... This one's the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, uh, at the beginning of what? What clipped it? I didn't catch it. What no, clip I, did you I say thought that you for? were, I, for some reason, because he said that at the end, I thought you were going to put that in the Epstein didn't kill himself. No, I figured it'd be more fun to fit in here because then you're. It makes way more sense. Yeah. You, there's, I'm sure a lot of people already knew about that clip. I'm sure a lot of people could see it coming. I hadn't given seen the it in context. Today. But for a certain segment of the audience, that's the first time you're seeing it. And then you get the experience of the surprise, and that's all the more fun. 
Okay, next up, I got the impeachment stuff, and that's going to be a little lengthy, just because I, I love that Democrats are pretending to be sad about impeachment. Yeah. I just want to play some of these clips, so it's going to take a little bit. We might want to take a break before that one. Okay, cool. Uh, JVDude9061, I probably have to consider on following Tulsi Gabbard if I want to succeed this no-nut November. Ew. Wow, okay. <laughs> Capitalism for the win. Uh, there's this new woke show on Netflix called Daybreak. It's cringingly woke. I think you should watch it. It's unintentionally very powerful in showing what a future ruled by social justice looks like interesting really i never i whenever it's like praise for something netflix i always wonder am i being deceived here am i being tricked yeah because netflix is so usually outrageously bad presently but maybe there's something good uh andy do little y'all have a great show tonight i'll be home or i'll be watching tomorrow and jeffrey epstein didn't kill himself well thank Uh, you thank you that dakota stanton for the record if tulsi is found in an apparent suicide we all know it was the russians under the clinton's orders (laughs) Uh, downskated yeah. the doxing PA rep Brian Sims apologized five months later when no one would notice him accepting uh, being an asshat and oh, when yeah. all his media allies are not going to notice his backing down beta much that's how they always issue apologies yeah always. so if people don't remember this is the guy who was uh, outside of the Planned Parenthood clinic in Pennsylvania where people were protesting peacefully I might add and he would he harassed these old women and these young girls and doxed them or at least encouraged his his followers to dox them and if you don't remember it that's because it was half a year ago and now he finally got around to saying oh uh sorry for being a public official who harasses my constituents yeah really uh josh frost matt kevin and i once made love in a holocaust memorial (laughs) after i asked how it was matt said it was a night he'd never forget while kevin says it never happened oh my god James said, Matt, wow. I wanted to see you in a sexy outfit again. Oh, well, I'll take my shekels anyway. P.S. Um, I'm moving to Idaho when I graduate. Nice. Um, Graham Congrats. Godfrey. If Andy shot the people on his own land, would it be suicide or self-defense? Who? What? Who's the Andy? I, 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 the reference is I past Oh, I probably should know this. Sorry, guys. Oh, my bad. Richard, enormous three days into No Nut November, and I finally remember Matt and I making love. He even brought his good friend Jeffrey, who bragged about all the girls he knew. <laughs> mm, Chris Buckley. I have no connection yeah, really. to Epstein, who did not kill himself. Uh, Rebecca, I'm glad you're back in all of your hotness. Matt, I'm scared. Some things can't, can't, just can't be unseen. That's his second drag appearance, by the way. And he didn't flash any children. Good for him. And this one had vastly superior makeup. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Jet Jones, wait a minute. You mean Trump didn't give a medal to that hero dog? That's it. I'm out. They also yeah. tried that children's drag time crap here in Ireland, but people went crazy and it got canceled. Hmm. Um, Boogeyman917 says, cheers. Thank you. Uh, Shauna Thornton, how whites are the rarest Pokemon. Also, I had to edit this message when I tried to say whites. Should I do a few more? You can't say whites in the chat whites. anymore. It's a hate term. Yeah. Uh, Kat Krilov, Matt and I once made love at 425 for 25 minutes and it was crisp, delicious perfection. Thanks for the safe space, y'all. Uh, let's actually circle back. Glad it's working out. I do have a few over on Streamlabs, so let me just say hello to people over there and get the page reloaded. Uh, let's see. Cameron says, hey, Matt and Blonde, hope you had a, a happy Halloween. Did you see the outrage over the It's Okay to Be White posters? Well, I, I've seen the outrage in my town. Is there more? Have it, has it popped up in the news uh-uh. more this week? Definitely, uh, They're definitely around here. I can't imagine what kind of person would not be okay with someone being white, especially those who, <laughs> well, uh, you, you fill in the blanks of, of who he 
might wish to blame. Have a great week. Thanks, man. Yeah. Philip Smallin says this week our side adopted a dog who hunts down terrorists and their side adopted the terrorists. Yeah, that's a that's a that's very concisely put. Philip Smallin says my pronouns are and then he has a whole bunch of like foreign text, like Asian, like Japanese characters or something. Say that correctly or it's violence. Oh, you got me. I guess I'm attacking you. Miles Kinslow says, hey, guys, did you see Tom Arnold's weird tweets toward Trump supporters, Diamond and Silk? No. Didn't know he was into big black asses. <laughs> then again, what did he, he married say? Roseanne Barr. Also, you looked great, Matt, for Halloween. Well, thank you. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've seen him say some insane borderline call to violence stuff on Twitter before. But he must have said something about Diamond and Silk that is at least could be uh, that could be interpreted as sexual or something. I didn't, I didn't see the tweet, so I'd have to check it. Mike Bob says, great show as always, Matt. I'm thinking of uh, going to Big Sky for some snowboarding. Is it as good as people say it is? How are the crowds and the lift line weights? Well, uh, Big Sky is about as good as it gets in the lower 48. It's, it's, uh, it was the largest by acreage uh, until I think Park City has passed it up. But the point is you're going to get uh, as good of inbound skiing or snowboarding as you're going to get anywhere in this country. It used to be basically a secret. And now they participate in the Icon Pass, and now there's a lot of a lot more people up at Big Sky. And I co- I complain about the lines, but relative to like Colorado or the West Coast, it's still just fine. Uh, aim for the week if you can. Aim for weekdays if you can. Avoid Christmas to New Year's at all costs, which they're going to charge you an insane rate to be there at the at that time of year anyway. But other than that, you should be good. And generally, wait till like. February, March. We already have a ton of snow, so maybe this year will be a good one, but usually you're going to have better snow later in the year, but pre-April. Phil says, the elites that hold the power in the UK, the USA, and other Western countries will not give the populace what they continue to call for. They continue to waste time because they know they can uh, run out the clock on our nations and nothing will ever happen. Well, I hope that's not the case, but certainly, I mean, if you're looking at, at the UK and the Brexit issue... Um, I don't know what other interpretation you can have. Like, and how do you not be cynical about politicians who are, for whatever reason, deliberately rejecting the will of their constituents? Just as a, uh, it's baffling as an outside political observer. I, I still don't necessarily understand why uh, the will of the people is not being represented right. or implemented by the people elected to represent them. But I know it's more complicated than that. Some people vote voted for Brexit and then turn around and vote for labor or something like that. It's not quite that direct. So anyway, uh, our top uh, supporters on D live. Thanks to Kelly SoCal, Darth Jones and Paul dog. Appreciate you guys hanging out. Let me see if they'll let me open the, uh, the treasure chest. You never know with D live, but I'll give it a shot. If it doesn't go now, I'll come back later in the show and we'll try again. But uh, for now, it's time to talk impeachment formalization. I mean, what has really changed here but for a vote that happened uh, in Nancy Pelosi's house Yeah. this week? Nothing. Everybody's acting all sad about this. Uh, it, well, I, I see it as only of benefit, even if you're a fan of the president. I don't know. I don't know who loses here unless you are a corrupt Democrat seeking to hide information. Then maybe you lose. But yeah. uh but the Democrats themselves voted for this, so it's hard to see how they lose in that circumstance. Anyway, um, the, the facts are these. On Thursday, House Democrats formalized the impeachment inquiry, which has been in effect for weeks now. But they passed this measure 232 to 196 with two Democrats actually defecting. They voted no. 
Zero Republicans broke ranks, but for now independent Congressman Justin Amash. The, so what changes in terms of how this thing is happening? Witnesses will now testify in public hearings. These will be 90 minutes each with each party getting 45 minutes for questioning. After that, each hearing will return to a traditional format in which all committee members get five minutes of questioning each. Republicans now have the power to subpoena witnesses for testimony or documents, but Intel Committee Chair Adam Schiff can deny them, uh, deny their requests at least, unless the committee votes to override his decision. The... Uh, the resolution also gives Adam Schiff the authority to publicly release transcripts of the closed door hearings that have happened so far, but he's not required to do so. So maybe we'll see them. Maybe we won't. Bottom line, not much really changes, but we all get to see the primary information now. So it's not right. relying on the New York times or the Washington post hearing through a source that a guy said this about that guy. Now we'll get to see the, at least see the testimony, listen to the testimony, read the testimony for ourselves unfiltered and you can draw your own conclusions which i think is of benefit for everybody regardless of your perspective on this whole uh charade as i see it at least the the entertaining piece of this is that democrats who of course have been talking about impeachment teasing impeachment running on impeachment this time last year when we had a congressional election now they're suddenly very sad this is a somber day Nobody wants to do this, but we have to. This is, uh, this is what Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, and Eric Swalwell had to say uh, after the vote this week. This is a sad day. It's a sad day because nobody comes to Congress to impeach a president of the United States. No one. It's about the truth and it's about the Constitution. And we're, we're very working hard to defend our democracy. Because if we don't have a system of checks and balances, we might as well all just elect a president and go home. Because it will be that unitary form of government that our founders did not want us to have. This isn't about anything personal with the president. It isn't about politics. Really? It isn't about patriotism. No, it isn't about uh, partisanship. It's about patriotism. It's about patriotism. Founding fathers understood that a leader might take hold of the Oval Office, who would sacrifice the national security, who would fail to defend the Constitution, who would place his personal or political interests above the interests of the country. And they provided a mechanism to deal with it, and that mechanism is called impeachment. We take no joy in having to move down this road and proceed with the impeachment inquiry, but neither do we shrink from it. Today was a solemn day. It's one that none of us you know, really look forward to, uh, but you're right, we did afford, uh, as we move to this public phase, uh, a process, a process for the president as well as uh, for Republicans. I can't control how they spend uh, their time, but it is time for for them to get serious about what is alleged. So no one, no one runs for Congress to impeach, uh, to impeach a president. Nobody enjoys this. Nobody's looking forward to this. This is just a small sample of some of the commentary from high-profile Democrats over the last couple of years. I love this one from Maxine Waters on the View. Oh start. yeah, she's got a crazy face on. I'm not running for anything except the impeachment of Trump. <laughs> wait, 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 I got, I, I got to get the face that you mentioned. Except the impeachment of Trump. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one right there. I'm there literally only running. 
to impeach the president. To be fair, in the context, they were asking her, are you considering running for president? She says, the only thing I'm running for is the impeachment of Trump. That's that's what she was asked. And then they chant, lock, lock him up. Joy Behar. Lost. Lock him up. Okay. Lock him up. Lock him up. You got- okay. And then we got Van Jones asking then candidates, Ilhan Omar and AOC last year, how, how they would vote on impeachment. Guys are going to be in a situation where you would have to possibly take a vote mm-hmm. on the impeachment of Donald Trump. Would you vote yes or no? I would vote yes. I would vote. I would vote to impeach. If you listen to the full clip, he asks them about why, and they give this nonsense about emoluments clause and all this other crap that's obviously not Ukraine related because none of that information was out. But the point is they gave definitive yes answers for entirely different reasons. And I'm supposed to believe that this is all just principled, uh, there's principled sticking up for the truth and justice and the constitution. It's like you just, you have a whole you have a whole grab bag of possible reasons yeah. and you just pull one out and you unwrap it. It's like opening a fortune cookie. I'm in, I'm impeaching Trump because this. Yeah. Okay. And then of course we watched this clip in January, Rashida Tlaib newly elected to Congress telling some inspirational story about how she teaches her son that bullies don't win. So they're going to go to Washington to bully the president and the people who voted for him. When your son looks at you and says, mama, look, you won. Bullies don't win. And I said, baby, they don't because we're going to go in there. We're going to impeach the motherfucker. Did she just hug Ilan Omar? Was that, or is it some uh, other? No, that's gotta be some, some other uh, Dearborn Ilhan lookalike. Of which there are many. Yeah, take your pick. Yeah. Um, so there are two two theories here about why the Democrats are choosing to do this. Uh, so the first, which I don't subscribe to at all, but I'm hearing people say this week, is that the Democrats are confident in what they have. That uh, the theory is that you don't open up this process unless you think you have something. Otherwise, you're you're setting yourself up to be a joke. Uh, my response to that interpretation is they had no hesitation to make themselves jokes in the Russia investigation. Uh, thus I subscribe to, so I don't believe that the Democrats have found some ace of spades and they're ready to reveal right, it. Right. I think that they're doing this. This is the other interpretation. You're just caving to pressure about making this thing open and transparent. And by the way, it's not unjustified pressure. That's totally justified. That's how this thing should be. I, I'll say good that they're making this open and public. I wish it would have been from the start. I don't see why it wouldn't be. But the bottom line is it's hard to maintain public credibility if you won't make the information public. Now, the polling is still on their side as far as the impeachment inquiry, whether the just the investigation is worthwhile. It's not necessarily on their side in terms of... Um, uh, in terms of, of actually removing the president from office... To their points, I love that they they suddenly embrace the Constitution, that they're all about the Bill of Rights and the, and the Founding Fathers. Well, not necessarily the Bill of Rights. I guess I'd ask them to apply their constitutional fidelity yeah. to the Bill of Rights. Now do speech. Now do guns. Now do spying. Now do expansive federal government that you're in favor of in every other context. They're never going to do that. But to the constitutionality, and this is why the polling is somewhat split, people are open to the investigation, but not yet open to removal from office. What does the Constitution say? Impeachment is Congress's power for high crimes and misdemeanors. Mm -hmm. That's up to interpretation, of course. Show me the high crime or misdemeanor, and I will say, okay, Constitution has a solution. It's not... 
the founding fathers thought of a time when the president would be someone we don't like, and they offered a solution. That's not actually what was envisioned. It was high crime and misdemeanor. There, it is a political crime, not a legal one. But to me, like for my, as far as I think any layman interprets that clause of the Constitution, show me a violation of law. Mm-hmm. Maybe the severity matters, but show me a violation of law and or the Constitution, and we'll talk. They have not yet done that. They, they constantly accuse the president of breaking the law, and then you ask for the Wikipedia citation. Uh, well, uh, I, I heard a guy. No. Well, There's I think n- their methodology here is to get enough uh, emotional momentum to get the public uh, to put pressure on other politicians. I think that they don't actually care about the legality of this. They just want hmm. to kind of um, rally the troops. Yeah, I, there's got to be it's some. Not, it's not going to work. I mean, I was thinking about this. I'm like, why are they doing this? Aren't, don't they realize they're mobilizing Republicans that otherwise would feel like, oh, he's going to win anyway, and so I, I don't need to vote. But I think they're kind of feeling like we have to get him impeached or he's going to win again. Yeah. So they must yeah. actually think that it's it's feasible. Yeah, I, I think this is... Uh, I'm getting more and more cynical on this. And honestly, I'm someone who tries to maintain the benefit of the doubt and maintain the assumption of good intentions, but it's, it's becoming so repetitive and so sequential that it's very hard to deny this being anything but a deliberate political maneuver. Yeah. And the the more I think about it, the more it follows a lot of the patterns of the Russia investigation, a lot of the narratives of the Russia investigation, and just the fact that, this fo- that all of this controversy directly follows the release and the sort of fizzling of the Mueller report. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's invented. I'm not saying that this this um this call with Ukraine was like that it didn't happen and that Trump may or may not have said things that you can debate ethically or politically. I'm just saying it looks like they had to go to a plan B that is somehow plausible if they can dig at it enough. And this happened yeah. to be the thing that they picked after the failed Russia investigation and the failed Mueller report failed politically speaking. That's what I mean. Not necessarily in terms of fact finding, but um, the other reason to, to consider this as purely a political operation, which, you know, most everybody is already there and they're thinking about me. Well, what the hell took you so long? But uh, we got more information this week about, my understanding is this is a possible identity for the it's whistleblower. Speculative, it's speculative, but it seems like uh, it's understood on the ground that it is this guy. And Democrats have just done a pretty good job of not letting it leak to the okay. media. Um, so I'd say if I had to give odds, it sounds like it's people are about 80% certain that it's this dude. Okay. Okay, so, so more than two months after the official uh, filed his complaint, pretty much all that's known about this whistleblower is that he's a CIA analyst, and this can be confirmed. Uh, who at one point was detailed to the White House and is now back working at the CIA. So you can imagine that is only a small number of people. Yeah. Um, But the name of the government official fitting that description, Eric Charamella, has been raised privately in impeachment depositions, according to officials with direct knowledge of the proceedings, as well as in at least one open hearing held by a House committee and not involved in the impeachment inquiry. Fearing their anonymous witness could be exposed, Democrats this week blocked Republicans from asking more questions about him and intended to redact his name from all deposition transcripts, Mm. which does indicate that it is this guy. Probably. I mean, I don't know if it wasn't him, wouldn't they be like, yeah, follow this trail of this person that it isn't one. It's probably a safe assumption, given all the the evidence in support of it. 
33-year-old Charamella, registered Democrat, held over from the Obama White House, previously worked with former VP Joe Biden and former CIA director John Brennan, a vocal critic of Trump, who helped initiate the Russia collusion investigation of the Trump campaign during the 2016 election. Mm -hmm. um, further, Charamella left his National Security Council posting in the White House West Wing in mid-2017 amid concerns about negative leaks to the media. He's since returned to CIA headquarters in Langley, Virginia. So it sounds like he's some partisan hack uh, that saw an opportunity to um, instigate impeachment proceedings and was like, I'm going to do this for the cause. Yeah. Ukraine expert worked for Biden. I mean, there's there's a million different potential motives there, uh, political in nature, at least. One is just hatred of Trump, but the other is direct involvement with Joe Biden and potentially a, a motivation seeking to protect Joe Biden for that reason. If, yep. if there's an association and or support for the campaign or whatever. Um, I'm looking through the heavy article right now, and this just looks like the rest is kind of just personal information, which you know may or may not be relevant. But uh, the point is, you know, it, again, it's not it just because you're you're a, a registered Democrat, you're a known partisan, you have associations with people A, B, and C. That's not um, enough to indict a person uh, on its own. But but as all of this stuff adds up as the timing of all of this adds up, as the associations with people add up, as the as Congress's shady proceedings so far have gone, we'll see if how that turns around with the with the um Yeah. The opening of the proceedings. A uh, super chat just came in. This said somebody said nope, nope. Um uh, is Blonde relying on anonymous sources for the identification of the whistleblower? CNN would be so proud. Um we said that this is speculative right at the top of the Well and it's not the the author is not anonymous at least. But right. in terms of the people familiar with the sources. Yeah. Um, it yeah, sounds like it's probably this guy. I mean, I guess it's possible it's not, um, but we did it totally say is. that. Yeah. And that's the, what are we getting in terms of reporting on Ukraine gate so far? Mm -hmm. People familiar with the testimony heard a guy familiar with the story say, right. I mean, at some level, if, if all of this is done in secrecy, what do you have? You yeah. have to operate with the information that you have because information uh, specific information about who's behind this and why has thus far been withheld from us. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? It, it's yeah. of course possible that this is incorrect and inaccurate, but one would, I think it's a safe assumption that probably not more likely it, this is more likely true than not. And just because it, I guess if the standard is you can only prove it 100%, Okay, but we're operating with accusations that cannot and have not been proven 100%, and the supporting information is also being withheld from us. I, I, I don't know what you do if you're trying to consider the counter case yeah. in such a scenario. I didn't mean to interrupt you, sorry. No, no, it's, 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 I'm, sh I'm sure it's like, it's mostly just joking stuff anyway, but I want to, the standards to which we hold others are standards to which we should hold ourselves. Granted, we don't have the, um, benefit of a uh, a multi-million dollar corporation behind us but we do have yeah. super chat so we do. thank you for that keeping us uh, honest and and above all like i think it's just honesty about what you know and what you don't and i would i i can't treat this as 100 percent fact but that doesn't mean the information isn't relevant it doesn't mean it's not worthy of presentation and consideration yeah it just has to be qualified appropriately anyway that's all. And of course, we'll update this as there. there's going to be more information coming out of this. I'm going to try to avoid Ukraine gate as much as possible, but 
you know, I've been sucked into it several times, including this week. So we'll we'll certainly discuss it uh, additionally going forward. Anything else before we get to Katie Hill? No, let's talk about it. Maybe we should just power through and do all the super chats at the end. You want to do that? Either that, or we could take a break now if you want. We only have a few more topics left in the show. Um, let's just do like I'll do like ten right now. Okay. Uh, Kevin Flanagan, no worries about not loving sodomites. Ping, they're not actually people. I am not Asian. Oh my God. Uh, Shauna Thornton, Scando's blonde. You're trying to radicalize a Scando. They're infuriatingly reasonable. It upsets me too. <laughs> I know. I'd rather him there... be like this because the only person that stopped me from like full far right radicalization, like SS style radicals, is Skag is the only person that oh. is. You've, you've been a measured presence. And you're the only one who's made me consider it. Oh, SS what? radicalization. That is right in the field. Uh, no, like... speaking of radicalized scandos, <laughs> I don't want to ruin the moment, but <laughs> speaking of radicalized scandos, wasn't there like that Norwegian mass shooter, like white supremacist? I, I don't know. These days, I don't know who is an actual white supremacist and who isn't, but wasn't there some mass shooter of white identity motive within like the last X amount of years? He's usually cited as a as a... A the guy, motivator like Brendan Tarrant, but oh it was yeah, a while he ago. killed seventy-seven. Um, his yeah. name escapes me in the live chat. Brevik was it? He's Yuri Brevik. That's a radicalized scando, is it not? That's true. He killed seventy-seven yeah. youth at a liberal mm-hmm. conference. Yeah. Oh my God. Anders. Well, Brevik. there you go. That's it. There you go. Uh, Brownsville Downs. No note. Thank you, uh, Joshy boy. Another Democrat drops out of the race. Uh, me and another gone and another gone and another one bites the test. Yeah, yeah I. I appreciated the circus thus far. I'm kind of bummed. Beto, Beto was, well, Beto was just great for the gun rights cause. Let's put it that way. Gone too soon. Oh, this one's really heavy. Uh, Tuya Tomahone. My girlfriend got pregnant and was made to have an abortion by her previous boyfriend. She Whoa. lied to me about it and confessed only recently. We've been together for almost four years. What should I do? Oh, geez. I can't, um, I can't tell you what to do in this situation. I mean, only you know if you're able to forgive her. And if she's truly repented, um, that being said, I don't think that anybody can force you to have an abortion. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you want to ask questions about that. Maybe not. I mean, I'm inclined to just as a general rule, forgive people for coming to terms with things they've done wrong in the past. I don't know the circumstances of this and, but that's an entirely separate, separate question too, from what you're willing to accept in terms of your personal life and say the spouse for your life. So that's the, sad I, though. I mean, that's really sad. I'm sure I, she I, feels I, terrible. The, yeah. On the one hand, I mean, I, I will always appreciate honesty better late than never. I, my hope is that she didn't lie to you about this in the past and it was just omitted. Although, you know, omission is not great either, but th- that's a tough one. I think, I think you're entitled to whatever you think, is appropriate because you don't owe anybody um, dating them. You don't owe anybody marriage. You don't owe any, anybody, any of that stuff and whatever standards you deem appropriate, you're totally within your rights to, yeah. to hold. But, um, but I think she did, she did a good thing here. Even if it's, even if it's late as the circumstances have it. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I guess, oh, I guess the real question is like, does she think that what she did is wrong? Does she think that it's, evil does Hmm. she know like the moral gravity of what she did um if yes and she feels horrible and you think that you can forgive her 
uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you to move on or to forgive her. Only you know if, if you're able to do that. Yeah. I, I, it's such a, that's such a personal, yeah, personal thing that I, I, I can't tell you what I would do. I know that I, I would have some thinking time about it. Let me put it that way. But I can't tell you black and white. This is what I would do. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so sad, though. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, mm. Somebody got their message deleted. And I don't know who, because when they delete the message, they also delete the username. <laughs> it goes uh, straight to Planned Parenthood. For, I know, right? Uh, you know. <laughs> way, to ruin the sincere, way to ruin the sincerity of the moment. I know. Uh, yeah. Helm 108. Shekels from me to the We Appreciate That Mountain Desert Bear Blonde. I have a homestead in Arizona. If you need help setting up your commune in Idaho, I'd be happy to help. Um, mm. I am still serious about it, but like, I, I just don't want to have a Ruby Ridge situation on my hands, you know? You know what I mean? Well, on the plus side, Caesar would be gone finally. That's true. I'd be yeah. like, oh no, they shot my dog. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, I surrender, except I for that's when they blow your head off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chad Bullet, Beto, I mean, Beto, Beta, I mean, Beto. What's only kept around to make Biden, Warren, and Sanders appear to be moderate without Beto, those three would be seem would be seen as extreme. Uh, he did set the standard yeah. for a lot of insane radicalism, not just on guns, but of course the understated one is what he said about tax status for churches and other charities. Agree with the acceptable thought, or you will be penalized with additional taxes. I mean. All I can say is I hope that his ideas that the Democratic Party is held to exp whoever the nominee is or whoever the final nominees are. They're asked to go on record about his ideas. Yeah. Because a lot of that is like the progressive standard these days. Yeah. Beto O'Rourke. So I, I want to see them asked. I want to see if any of them have the courage finally to say, nope, too far. That's nonsense. Uh Chad Bull, I just read that one. Uh, Andrew Kurska, anyone, a large donation. Thank you, sir. Uh, anyone mm. who is addicted to context should check out Dan Carlin's book, The End is Always Near, and his podcast, Hardcore History. I love hardcore history. I've been huh. listening to this one. Um, it's called, is it Painorama or something like that? It's about um, uh, torture throughout the ages and how it's been a spectacle for amusement. It's mm. just amazingly interesting. Uh, he does great work. Well, Let's thank you. I am not going to be more right now, Jason Bolt. Someday Matt is going to snap and go full 1488. It's never going to happen. I've been working on him for, for almost four years now. It's not going to happen. You've been working on me to go 1488. For, okay, for course. three years. Okay. <laughs> Two years, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I rewatched my first video and I was like, I was a right-leaning libertarian living in the bowels of Seattle. It's like... I can't believe some of the stuff I was saying. Hey, we're redeemable people. Although I don't, I mean, these days it's such a relative term too. Like the fact that it's funny. Like I, I see people get in touch with me or describe me on Twitter or something. And it's always like right leaning this or, or whatever. And, and I don't even think that they're wrong. It's just, it's so funny that I don't feel like I've changed a ton of my principles from when I was one of them. Uh, it's just that that their standard of of authoritarianism has shifted so dramatically yeah. that the idea of basic freedom is now a right wing idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they're definitely right about me though. <laughs> Even Jared Holt is he right about you? I mean, you know, this is what the left does. Like half the stuff they say is definitely true, and mm. half of it is horseshit. I've never called myself a white nationalist or anything like that, and I've I've rarely talked about ethno nationalism. 
Well, it is funny. Uh, I remember Gavin McInnes talking about Jared Holt specifically, and it was a hit piece on Gavin from Jared Holt. And and Gavin was like, you know, I got to hand it to this guy. He actually accurately quoted my material, like more accurate than, say, uh, New York Times or or other news outlets. <laughs> yeah, he actually he actually got the material mostly right. And that's kind of the bit, too, of like th- what they present is outrageous and offensive to a lot of people is just like, yeah, but, but it's true, though. Right. So, anyway. Proceed. Uh, let's actually circle back. All right, let me uh, check up on Streamlabs real quick, and then uh, we'll hop into Katie Hill, which I'm eager to get into. But I, I actually I think know. we're going to agree mostly. Yeah, I yeah. I have a nuanced opinion about this. Uh, Chicken Fried Monkey says, sorry I was late, had to handle supper for the hubby, bake him some cookies, do a little laundry, and Epstein didn't kill himself. Well, I was going to say, don't apo- one, don't apologize for supporting the show. Two, don't Good apologize girl. for doing yeah. wifely duties. Uh, before before uh, hanging out with us. But I'm mostly glad that this was just another way to uh, get us to repeat the meme of the week. So thank you for that. Architect of Fate says, will the Republicans have a chutzpah, have the chutzpah to call former Secretary of State Hillary Epstein to answer questions about Jeffrey Clinton selling uranium to Russia? <laughs> well, they, they all sound like conspiracy theories to me, although the names are somewhat interchangeable. Yeah, yeah. Well, last week, we discussed uh, the emerging photographs of freshman California Congresswoman Katie Hill. Which were who, confirmed released by her husband. Uh, I mean, did I appreciate the revenge porn in the way that Katie Hill wants to accuse me? Listen, you're a public figure and some crazy pictures of you leaked. I'm going to look at them. Yeah, you can call no, me a piece of shit if you want. I don't have a problem want. with that. <laughs> I mean, like we talked about before the show, my, my real problem with this is like, if you've done stuff like that, like that, like you just can't run for Congress or you have to do do like Trump did and be like, yo, I'm a straight up womanizer. Here's all my dirt. And everybody's like, all right, I'm fine with that. There are the tricky thing about this story is there are things that are absolutely controversial in the sense that um, what's happening to her is totally justified. Yeah. There are other elements that are controversial on the personal life side of things. Oh, they did which, put them on Reddit, though. That's true. Who? It was like a would you bang my wife thread. Oh, she participated in that. That's true. Okay. Nope. You guys are right. If that's the case, and I can't confirm her, I'm not aware if that's true. But if, I mean, I'm not Team Katie Hill anyway. I guess what I'm trying to say is there are separate pieces of degeneracy here, if you want to put it that so way. So much. Yeah. One is strictly personal or at least not affiliated with being an elected official in Congress, although it is campaign related. And the other is being an elected official in Congress. Like you're a Congresswoman banging a staff member. Allegedly she denies it, but it seems substantiated according to certain sources. That's all on the taxpayer dime. And you're violating house rules about how uh, members are supposed to treat and interact with their, with their, uh, subordinates and of course the complicating factor there is too let's say there's a lawsuit or there's any other kind there's just a mess there and someone has to pay someone who's on the hook you and i as the taxpayer yeah you know deceive your stupid donating campaign supporters all you want when you're extorting me to pay for your degeneracy that's a major problem so we have to kind of separate those out because one of those is an absolute no-no and the other is just like kind of an are you a good person or not no yeah Agreed. Okay. Anyway, we so we discussed those photos. She was naked combing her 
her thruple lover's hair. She was smoking a bong naked with her weird iron cross tattoo and all this. So she was admittedly involved in that so-called thruple with her husband and a campaign staffer, as opposed to a congresswoman, office of, office of Congress staff uh, staffer. And then separately, she was allegedly cheating on her husband with her legislative director after her election while she's in Congress, paid a congressional salary, all of that. That's what really matters in terms of what happened last week just before we went live, which is she resigned uh, from Congress that we, we knew that uh, that was breaking right. when we went live and we didn't really get her explanation or much of it. And we do mm-hmm. have that now. So first of all, according to a report in the Hill, uh, no, sorry, according to a report about Katie Hill, not in the Hill, but this is as reported by the Daily Wire through another source. Um, what happened in terms of the process of her resigning was that uh, members of her staff confirmed that relationship with her legislative director to Nancy Pelosi. So again, it's not the cheating on her husband angle that matters here in terms of why she has to leave Congress. It's that she has a sexual or romantic relationship with one of her staff that is in violation of the house rules and her staff as this, if this report is accurate, confirmed or at least supported that information to Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is like, yeah, yeah, you got to get out of here. That's how the whole thing went down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, And on Monday, Katie Hill posted an announcement video to her YouTube channel. This is where she really loses me because it's not that I want to be fair. I have to cut these clips for time. I I can't say that she never mentioned the relationship at issue here because I'm not hundred percent sure about that, but she heavily emphasizes the other stuff which yeah. is re- the, the, the thruple with her husband, the weird photos that they took, all this stuff that is not actually the reason that Pelosi would say, you have to go. She just deflects and says, oh, I'm the victim of revenge porn and misogynists and people who think I have weird sexual uh, habits or something Right, like and that. then she talks about Trump, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, then yes, she, she mentions Trump and Kavanaugh in the House floor speech, which I'll get to in a second, but this is what she had to say in her her first video posted to her YouTube channel. I made this decision so that my supporters, my family, my staff, and our community will no longer be subjected to the pain inflicted by my abusive husband and the brutality of hateful political operatives. This coordinated campaign carried out by the right-wing media and Republican opponents, enabling and perpetuating my husband's abuse by providing him a platform, is disgusting and unforgivable and they will be held accountable. I will fight to ensure that no one else has to live through what I just experienced. Some people call this electronic assault, digital exploitation. Others call it revenge porn. As the victim of it, I call it one of the worst things that we can do to our sisters and our daughters. I will not allow my experience to scare off other young women or girls from running for office. I never claimed to be perfect, but I never thought my imperfections would be weaponized and used to try to destroy me and the community I've loved for my entire life. How not? For that, I am so incredibly sorry. I mean, for, first of all, it's not your imperfections that are weapon. It's your violation of house rules. That's not what people care about, I think. I mean, that's why she's being made to resign. But I think that that's not what the general public cares about the most. Yeah, and that's why she's able to kind of do this. It's like she, it's, she's kind of playing a game here or emphasizing emphasizing one angle of the story that 
while more sensational and kind of more entertaining is actually less relevant to the reason that she's being pushed out. And then yeah. she's distorting it to make it sound like it's something against women or people hate women or that she, she has to stand up for strong women, brave women. She's one of them. And she gets into this more on the house floor here. It's that our culture hates strong, brave women like her. And she won't let girls, uh, young girls, uh, she doesn't. She doesn't want them not to be inspired to run for Congress this is the and all this kind of crap. Play this, though. Uh, I well, why? I mean, why can't she just be honest? Uh, why? I mean, I think she's going to come out and be like, "Yo, I love weed, and I'm super horny, and my husband <laughs> and I are gross swingers, and would, it's, we're into some weird stuff." Like, I would have, I would have appreciated that. Yes, I would have more respect for it. Yeah. And then if she was like, this is an unconventional, degenerate relationship that I don't expect people to engage in themselves and they don't have to accept my lifestyle, I'd be like, well, if that okay. if that was the case, if it was only that she had had this weird relationship with her husband and even just her campaign staff, my answer then would be seems like a weirdo. Don't think I want to hang out with her. However, it's up to her constituency to decide if she should stay or go. In the in the case that actually is pushing her out, she violated the rules of her office. We could debate if the House should change those rules or not, but the point is they are there. Yeah. And it's anyway. Let's, let's listen to what she had to say uh, on the House floor. So she actually voted for Trump's impeachment on Thursday, the impeachment inquiry formalization. Then gave this speech. So her last vote was standing up to the Orange Man, so she gets to go out a, a victor or something like that. To every young person who saw themselves and their dreams reflected in me, I'm sorry. To those who felt like I gave them <laughs> hope yeah, in one of the darkest one. times in our nation's history, I'm sorry. I am leaving now because of a double standard and the right-wing media to drive clicks and expand their audience by distributing intimate photos of me taken without my knowledge, let alone my consent, for the sexual entertainment of millions. I'm leaving because of a misogynistic culture that gleefully consumed my naked pictures, capitalized on my sexuality, and enabled my abusive ex to continue that abuse, this time with the entire country watching. I'm leaving yeah, you're because right there this. is only one investigation that deserves the attention of this country, and that's the one that we voted on today. Today, I ask you all to stand with me and commit to creating a future where this no longer happens to women and girls. Yes, I'm stepping down, but I refuse to let this experience scare off other women who dare to take risks, who dare to step into this light, who dare to be powerful. I'm leaving, but we have men who have been credibly accused of intentional acts of sexual violence and remain no. in boardrooms, on the Supreme Court, in this very body, and worst of all, in the Oval Office. On boardrooms to it. Well, that's up to the shareholders to decide. That's not right yeah okay this is she just deflected and she didn't she she didn't she just said she's sorry about the circumstances surrounding this she didn't say anything about what she did yeah i'm I'm sorry for for banging my subordinates on the taxpayer dime would have been a better apology i don't know that's the thing i don't care about because if this were not care about that that's the most important a man and a woman i i would be like oh there's a power imbalance men or you know women are attracted to more powerful men and i just feel like 
um, in Washington, people are banging their young staffers and interns all the time. And it's not something that I'm okay with, but I don't think that a power imbalance inherently makes something more right. That, that's not what rules. it is. I don't, no, I actually don't, there, it's that it's against the rules. And two, why is it against the rules? The reason that it's against the rules is because it creates complications that could have financial liability for which we are all liable. That's fair. And yeah. that it, it's not like, Oh, she, uh, she uh, dominated her her employee and like convinced him to do something against his will because she's so powerful and he's not. Maybe that was the case, maybe not. But the point is, that's not why I'm worried about it. And yeah. that's not the actual issue here. The issue is, should they be able to do this finance through your wallet? No, I, I agree with you there. I'm talking from a moral standpoint. Yeah. Um, I just have less of a problem with this. Hmm. Okay. Well, I, I have a bigger problem with the the thruple. It's like why even bother being married? Well, I I can't really defend that, but for that is an issue that is personal and uh, is potentially only financed by her stupid campaign donors. Maybe they kind of get what they're signing up for, maybe not. But at least yeah. all those contributions are voluntary. That's where we run into pro problems where you're actually on a congressional salary. That's not voluntary contribution that is taken from people. And if you're going to take money to fund your operation, the least you could do is have an ethical operation. Yeah. And one that is not ripe to set us all up for liability from people getting potentially raped or, you know, those kind of complications, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. She has a little bit more to say. We have an entire culture that has to change. The forces of revenge by a bitter, jealous man cyber exploitation and sexual shaming that target our gender and a large segment of society that fears and hates powerful women have combined to push a young woman out of power and say that she doesn't belong here. Okay. I mean, first of all, uh, do you, it's unclear who potentially posted the material, but she claimed that the photos were taken without her consent. That is absolute that's bullshit. Not true, There's yeah. no way that's true. And I, I'm not, that doesn't diminish the severity of posting someone's nudes without their consent. Mm -hmm. However, if you are consenting to naked photographs of you being taken by yourself or others, it is a reasonable assumption that that will eventually find its way to eyes who you might not want it, who, whose eyes you might not want on that sort of thing. That doesn't mean it's okay, but I think it is a risk that, has to be considered by any responsible person, particularly someone running for Congress or in Congress. So right. I, the revenge porn angle, uh, the idea of one of the bong naked bong one, wasn't that a selfie? Like how did she not consent to that photograph? Was it a selfie? It looked like it. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know either. I, so I, I just don't buy that. She was an unwilling participant in the photos at least, but um but I'll emphasize this again. All of this is just talking about the particular facet of the scandal that is not actually why she's being pushed out. It's deflecting to an yeah. area which she might have some sympathy to harvest, it, it, like the sympathy that you're expressing in limited fashion, at least. She's trying to scoop all that up while deflecting the area where it's like, you absolutely broke the rules, you crazy yeah. person. Talk yeah. about that. I don't buy for a second. She says, I'm leaving because of a double standard. Flip this, make it a Republican man. All the facts remain the same. Do you think nobody cares? Do you think that person's not forced out? I think that is a huge scandal. I think it gets way more media coverage. Yeah. I think that person's gone. Nancy Pelosi doesn't even bother to evaluate the facts before pressuring that person to leave. Yeah. Yep. A, a double standard my ass. I think she's the beneficiary of a double of the, standard, yeah. if anything. I, I'm with you, yeah. 
Uh, I will fight to ensure that no one else has to live through what I just experienced and commit to a future where this doesn't happen to women or girls. I will not allow my experience to scare off other women or girls. It's pretty simple. Don't cheat. Don't bang your staff. Yeah. Don't take weird photos. I get it. You have a personal life you want to share with. There's a lot of simple things not to do that eliminate this from happening. So when you when you say, oh, I'm protecting all women and girls, what about the ones who just, you know, are good people? Mm-hmm. They probably have a pretty good chance if they're just good people. Yeah. And she's got to explain, like, if this whole thing is about taking down women, uh, first of all, the, the current Congress has the the most women ever. It is a record for most women in Congress. So you'll have to explain to me, why'd they pick you? If they're going to go after all the women, they, they hate women, the strong and brave ones in particular. Is it because you're the strongest and the bravest? You're stronger and braver than Ilhan Omar and AOC <laughs> and the squad. Yeah. I doubt it. And then you'll also have to explain to me, why did fellow woman Nancy Pelosi push you out? Does she also, is she part of the misogynist crew, the hater of strong women? Right. I mean, Nancy, Nancy Pelosi's, Pelosi. she's smart about these things. Um, she knows when somebody's too tainted. And she's she like, also knows when someone's totally replaceable. This, yes, I, this idea that I was a hero to the children of the world. No, nobody's, nev- yeah. nobody's ever heard of you. I had never heard of her until this. You, live, you come from a California district where people are like, who the hell's Katie Hill? Well, at least she has the D next to her name. Now I know to vote for her. Exactly. Okay. Yep. That's how this happened. Nobody's ever heard of you. Nobody's ever going to hear from you again. I didn't include it in there, but in the speech, she said something like, "This is uh, this is uh, for now. I leave this hall, but it won't be the last time." Something like that, implying mm-hmm. that she'll be back. No, bitch, you won't. You're gone forever. You're not <laughs> forever. coming back. Yeah, you're never coming back. And then uh, her comments about Trump and Kavanaugh. Well, I mean, the obvious difference is the evidence. There's evidence against you. If that report is to be believed. Mm-hmm. Your staff are confirming to Nancy Pelosi that this relationship that is at the center of pushing you out did exist. It was mm-hmm. true. We don't have that kind of witness testimony for Kavanaugh, certainly. And for Trump, I mean, whether or not you believe that Trump has had sexual infidelity issues or whatever. I mean, I don't think that Trump is some saint when it comes to women. But the big difference here, too, is that everybody knew Trump is kind of sleazy. Exactly. With women. This has been out on the table and everybody voted with that information. Nobody knew about this when they voted for you. They just voted for the letter next to your name. Yep. Now there's new information out there. That's different. Would they vote for? She could probably win an election tomorrow in California. I want to be fair. But for her to say that, like that the public has been deceived in the same way because Donald Trump like maybe grabbed a boob on the plane in the 1970s. We all knew that those accusations were all out there and we voted that we don't care. Mm -hmm. It's different in that regard. It's not just men and women. It's that the public had this info. Yep. And lastly, most importantly, if all of this is crap, why are you voluntarily resigning? What's the difference with Trump and Kavanaugh? They had accusations against them. Guess what? They were bogus. So they fought them and they won, mm-hmm. why don't you do the same thing? Do the same it's, thing. Well, she can't do that, I mean, because she's clearly guilty. So. Oh, so there is a difference that she doesn't want to talk about. Yeah. It's just misogynism. It's misogyny and, and hatred of women. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, maybe her husband has enough hatred of her to simulate <laughs> that effect because he seems like he really does. I was reading through some of their divorce filing stuff. The husband apparently hasn't had a job in five years and says he only has $200 to his name. So he's trying to get a bunch of money out of her. The husband doesn't seem like a, a stellar guy himself, but uh, Hey, you hitched up to him and you had a weird thruple with him and 
you know, now you're kind of in it together. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, all right. So we actually, I, I don't think we actually disagree on Katie Hill that much. Do you, no. I mean, do you agree that she has to go? For sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Got to go. All right. Well, th- then we're, I think then we're, then we're probably mostly on the same page. I just, uh, and the, 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 all the media this week described her too, like rising star up and coming bullshit, dude. Nobody's ever heard of her. What has she done? Yeah. Nobody, she, she's not allowed in the squad because she's white and we're never like, we're never going to hear from anything about her. But for this, I, we never would have heard this name mm-hmm. if she didn't do this thing. Oh, rising star leader this is bullshit. Also, as I mentioned last week, she was on the oversight committee. So, you know, not good when t- and your job is to maintain congressional ethics and you're doing this crap. Also, That's not true. a good look. Yeah. Well, speaking of not good looks, we, uh, we've checked in on various drag queen story hour events across the country over the last few years. These are, um, of course, generally events where drag queens in drag queen attire and presentation, they tell... Uh, acceptance and tolerance stories to children usually held at public libraries, these events. Now, in the past, uh, of course, we had a convicted sexual predator being one of the presenters at Drag Queen Story Hour. I think that was in New York or I don't want Chicago. To go Chicago, maybe. And then we had other events where there was like physical touching, rolling around with the kids, those sorts of things. Uh, draw your own conclusions on whether that's appropriate. For whatever reason, despite these complications, if you want to call them that, progressive cities have uh, continued to host Drag Queen Story Hour nonetheless. Now, the latest episode comes from uh, Minneapolis, the Hennepin County Library. And um, according to the report, uh, this is from a group called the Child Protection League Action. This is another Drag Queen Story Hour uh, event at the public library there. A drag queen flashed children his crotch by parting his legs under his skirt. There's a photo of it provided here that is blurred out, so you can't really see genitals or anything like that. But uh, but there is photographic evidence of this taking place. Of course, at least two young girls right in front of this man, spread eagle in front of them, wearing oh what God. looks like a, some kind of dress or skirt or something. Now... Uh, According to reports, this seemed like an intentional joke. That's how some people are presenting this. And, I, and I've and i always liked to see the quote-unquote uh, rebuttals or debunkings or why this information is wrong. Yeah. So I went over to City Pages, a publication in Minneapolis, and their headline is, No, a drag queen did not flash a bunch of kids at a Hennepin County library. So uh, I thought, sure oh, okay, did. Good. I thought, okay, great. There must be some factual information here that was incorrectly reported. Or something something was just wrong and this was misinterpreted or misunderstood. This is from their story. <laughs> okay. For the most part, they even include the photograph in their in their story, as though that's if you just look at the photo, there's not really a good story to explain what's going on there. But they're gonna try. For the most part, everything went great. Except for this one thing. The librarians loved the way Sasha, the drag performer, interacted with the audience and a bunch of attendees approached them. I guess this person uses they pronouns approached them for pictures after they were done reading, or I guess maybe there were two performers, whatever. But there was one part that was a little odd. 
Sasha noticed an adult in the back of the room. Oh, Sasha. Sasha's not the performer. Sasha's the kid. Sorry, I'm screwing up this reading. Sasha noticed an... Oh, wait. Sasha is the performer. God, I can't get this right. (laughs) Sasha's the performer. Sasha noticed an adult in the back of the room who didn't seem to be with a child who was taking photos of them throughout. So that's somebody with the Child Protection Action League who's documenting this because you have weird quasi-child abuse events going on. It was only a few days later when the drag performer discovered the picture online conveniently snapped, just conveniently snapped when one of his legs wasn't crossed or folded together. Just it was the one moment where that was the case. Right. And he just happened to get a photograph. I was picking up a book, the drag performer explains, uh, and he kicked himself for forgetting the panties. Oh, I, I forgot the panties. Gosh darn it, of all the days to forget my panties. What a you can understand, I'm sure, as someone who's read books in front of children and worn a skirt and just gone spread eagle and crossing one leg over the other and they happen to see your genitals and you forgot to wear panties that day. Every person has been there. In fact, he wishes he'd been wearing a full-length gown and a ski mask rather than deal with the vitriol that followed. And of course, that's the rest of the story. The hate, the hate online. How could these people do it? And that's what's funny is like, no, a drag queen did not flash a bunch of kids. Well, I guess their dispute is that it was intentional, that flashing is like an intentional act. There's no dispute as to the fact that genitals were exposed to children in sexualized costume for the purpose of teaching them tolerance and acceptance. Flashing or not, flashing or um, call it call it a, a Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction if you want, the point is it happened and it's wildly inappropriate. And that's why, by the way, um, Hennepin County Library has now canceled two future events over this incident. But they're not canceling Drag Queen Story Hour entirely. They, they, uh, they're not getting rid of the events outright. So it will potentially return. Why? It's just, they, they messed it up this time. True Drag Queen Story Hour has never been tried. They're bound to perfect it. They're going to get it right next time. It, it's, it, but, I mean, I'm ba- I guess I'm not even surprised by this happening i'm surprised by the reporting that still tries to defend it and if i'm granted i wasn't there i didn't see it uh if i'm gonna guess based on the photo though was this an innocent accident or intentional i mean he's laughing he's got his legs spread wide and he's looking at the audience laughing that's just if he's picking up a book isn't he looking down at the book trying to get that yeah i i i don't I'm more out. I, I guess I'm that's, I shouldn't even say this, but I, in some ways I'm more outraged by the city pages article than I am by the event itself. And if you're a parent who's still taking your kid to these sorts of events, um, well, listen, you're, you're really pushing those lines where it's like, I never want state intervention into anything. Yeah. This is very hard for me to characterize as anything, but, um, sexual presentation to children at best and abuse of children at worst. <sighs> and parents are consenting to this. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Anything, anything else you have to say, or should we just move along? No, this is just, this is almost as bad as the abortion story. <sighs> yeah. It's uh the drags drag queen story. hour is not going anywhere. Check it, check it out in a city near you. I suppose if you want to go hang out and see if you get flashed, I don't know. Um, if it actually happened in, in 
Bozeman, which I think is a very long shot. But if I had an opportunity to go to one of these events, I actually would. I want to see how this this happens. Would you? Do you think you would check it out? Ugh, only to protest. I just want to view it. I just I just want to see how this is presented as anything but sexual presentation to kids in a really bizarre, degenerate way. Well, anyway. Uh, it's that time. So you get a break for, you know, a half hour while we listen to the sound. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? I want to hear some more of your insight on this particular Seattle neighborhood, but let's wait till after the news piece here. Cause I think that'll be, that'll be helpful. But uh, general context, a candidate for city council in Seattle saw one of his, his campaign yard signs. It was actually at the staffer's house, like a campaign yeah. staffer's house yard sign for his candidacy for city council vandalized with spray paint that said the n-word tonight racist vandalism targeting a seattle city council candidate and if you're it's censored but if you're curious what the exact uh message is it it is f uh it is fuck n-word but it's singular it's just fuck n-word not plural just one this guy specifically i guess a yard sign with my face spray painted with um, the N-word. And now a call for action to condemn the act. Acts like that are not tolerable in the city. Opposing candidates band together after one was hit by hate. Sean Scott has political signs scattered throughout District 4. This one is in a front yard here in Ravenna. Now, he put his face on the signs on purpose. It was a conscious decision, but tonight it makes the hate that much more personal. In a strange way, I guess it's something that we have been kind of emotionally prepared for. Seattle City Council candidate Sean Scott got a call. That the sign had been defaced overnight. Scott, who is running in District 4 in Northeast Seattle, put his image on the sign on purpose. It's important for people to know who their representative is, and I also understand that, you know, being a black man visibly, you know, that's going to bring out some negative feelings for some people. The sign that was targeted was in the yard of one of his staffers in Wallingford. As jarring as it was to see, I mean, a yard sign with my face spray painted with um, the N-word, as jarring as that was to see, I think it was important for me to rebroadcast that and let Seattleites know that this is where we are as a city and we're not currently above this as a city. When Scott shared the photo on social media, the support poured in. My team alerted me to it. Opponent Alex Peterson quickly posted a response on Facebook. Racism and hate like this have no place in Seattle. No place anywhere. I condemn any racism and hatred toward anyone. Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best wrote, hate has no place in our city and vowed to investigate. I think everybody would be able to understand how disorienting it would feel to feel um, unwelcome in your own home. Scott told me he's lived in Seattle since he was a child. And it's not the first time on the campaign trail that he says he has faced racism. He said it's happened when he's gone door to door, when he's texted people reminding them to vote. But he felt like he needed to let people know what happened yesterday morning. Now, Seattle Police Department, they told me they are investigating. They actually put their bias crimes detective on this case. Well, thank God. Thank oh, God yeah, the bias crime detective of right. Seattle is on the case. My goodness. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, 
I don't know anything about the neighborhood. Super liberal, like almost 100% liberal. Are we talking like a uh, well-to-do place? Are we yeah. talking? Okay. It's a so really nice neighborhood. There's pretty no much, way. Pretty much nothing but well-to-do Pacific Northwest, probably yes. white liberals. Yes. Who live here. Yes. And were you exaggerating earlier or is it? No, it's actually one. Uh, one, one yeah. and how like what this is a neighborhood of Seattle. What is yes. it? Wellingford. Wallingford, so do, how many, yeah. Wallingford. How many people live there? Oh, I'm not. I don't know. But thousands. We're talking one out of thousands of voters voted yep. Trump. Yep. Uh, OK. Wow. OK. Um, I mentioned it first, but, you know, it, it, it uh, it's the most important thing to notice here. It, it was his campaign staffers yard. Isn't that awfully convenient? Yeah. Seems a little a little odd. Um, as he says, being a black man visibly is going to bring out negative feelings for some people in this neighborhood of Seattle. Uh, really, it's a campaign detriment to be a visible black man. And if so, why are you doing it? Exactly. Why? Why? If it's if it's disadvantageous to be a visible black man campaigning in this neighborhood of Seattle, why don't you just not put your face on there? Because then you'll likely win. But you're very brave, whatever. Um I bet this no. was planned from the beginning when they decided to put the faces on there that they, they planned oh, to do this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'll notice you, if you read, I wonder what someone who's more psychological, who understands psychology more would say about that sort of thing, because he was very particular about saying, Oh, I put my face on this because this reason. Yeah. As though he had to justify why his face was on there. If he said nothing about it, I've seen, I don't think it's weird to have the candidate's face on campaign material. I would never think that's odd, but he was very specific about that and right. saying why he did it, which yep. means it's probably on his mind for a reason. As jarring as it was to see, it's important for me to rebroadcast it. Uh, yes, because it is a campaign asset and it got you this free media coverage. I mean, it's like you're demonstrating my point when you say very important for me to rebroadcast this. Yeah. Cause it's, it helps you. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, why would you do it? Yeah. Uh, we're not currently above this as a city. Well, Okay, if you're not, if if Seattle and maybe this neighborhood in particular is not above this, is it possible to be above? Like, if they can't do it there. Can anyone? <laughs> really? I mean, like, that's, there's one person, one person amid all the needles, all the taxation, all the not, all the Antifa bullshit in Seattle. There's one person in this neighborhood who's like, Maybe, Maybe I'll try a conservative idea. Maybe. No way. I mean, I guess they, they would say now, like, it's got to be the one Trump supporter. Well, I guess, yeah, they identified the guy who did it. Good point. Yeah. But that's, uh, I guess I, I, I interpret that totally differently than he does. It's like, it's like um, if you're, adv it's just like advocating socialism generally. It's like, well, we, we've tried it so many times here, but we still can't get it right. We're, we're, yeah. we're failing, but rest assured, we're going to get there. Maybe it's not possible to get there. Yeah. And, and I'm saying that doesn't justify vandalism of property if that's what happened in this case, which I highly doubt. Maybe it did. But th the point is, there's a certain level of just policing opinions and making sure everyone thinks the right thing that is not actually achievable. Yeah. It's like the, the, his opponent said in there, hate like this has no place in Seattle or anywhere for that matter. What do you, okay, so if I hold this opinion, I'm not allowed to exist? Yeah. Where do I go? I'm not allowed in Seattle or anywhere. What are my options? Accept your worldview or die? He's not. I don't want to be unfair to him. He's not saying I'm going to kill you or something. But that is, when you think about what he's saying, what option is there other than think the way I tell you to think? Well, okay. that's what they want, isn't it? <laughs> I guess. 
Uh, but I, I love that he said, oh, I faced racism when I go door to door or I text people. Um, yeah, when people come to my, to, my come to my door, or they text me about politics. They get expletives, too. Like that. I don't know if they said F-U-N word, but I don't I fucking hate it when people come to my door. Yeah. And I've real. definitely said hilarious things to people who have texted me for <laughs> political reasons. Yeah. Should save screenshots. But I've told them to get various diseases. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> they, sometimes they respond, sometimes they don't. But I think that's probably the point here. You probably intruded people's space and they were annoyed. So they said something rude to you, which you interpreted as racism, I'm going to mm-hmm. guess. And then like, just even if it's true, even if he texted people and he said F U N word, which if you're texting people, like how do they even know? Anyway, let's say that that's, that that happened. Who are they? They're leftist Seattle people. Like nobody's even the people you're throwing under the bus are the very leftist progressive that you want uh, to vote for you and that you identify with. There's nobody, there's nobody living there who is a Trumper. Like it's your own team. That's doing these terrible things to you. Anyway, I enjoyed that story, so thank you for sharing it with me. Yeah, somebody and, uh, sent it to me in my email. So, did you do you do you have any nostalgia for Seattle whatsoever? No, I mean I miss the weather. The weather's better in Seattle, really. Yeah, I mean I like rain. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed Pacific Northwest rain for like studying and staying inside purposes, but I don't know. I don't know if I deal with it now. Anyway, um, <laughs> I mentioned earlier that uh of course it's it's as though i don't know i'd like to think that my town my city is more connected to um connected to the world than maybe it is but but if if the previous super chatter is to be believed maybe this is seeing a resurgence which would explain why these flyers that were all the rage circa two years ago uh are suddenly on campus yeah behind the times right local media are are falling for the same bit curiously totally aware of the fact that this is a a trolling campaign basically anyways um right right uh, down the street university uh, or montana state university here in bozeman uh it's okay to be white flyers popping up on campus now the big story here is that most of them were on you know public bulletin boards around campus Mm mm-hmm but one of them, one, was on the sign for Montana Hall. And that's why it had to be taken down, because that's actually not a place where you can post public messages. But according to a spokesman for uh, the school, they didn't actually take down the ones on the public posting areas. So maybe the school itself isn't biting on this being a white supremacist message. Although they condemn white supremacy. We'll get to that in a moment. But the point is the Bozeman Daily Chronicle, the local paper, does. So the Bozeman Daily Chronicle writes on Saturday... A number of flyers with a message that has been linked to white supremacy groups were posted around Montana State University's campus on Friday morning. The signs read, it's okay to be white, a message that has been used by white supremacists. A university spokesperson said Friday MSU hadn't removed the flyers pinned to public boards. At least one flyer was removed because it was posted on the sign for Montana Hall, a place MSU doesn't allow public messaging. According to the ADL, The saying emerged in October of 2017 on 4chan, an anonymous chat website. Since then, it has appeared on college campuses around the country in recent years in apparent coordinated efforts. The league has said the message was chosen because it is uh, because it's innocuous and seemingly unoffensive and it's meant to bait a reaction. Okay, so you 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 get the bit and even the ADL gets the bit, but they're still biting. The people behind the phrase hope to use any negative reaction as proof of bias against white people, according to the league. Uh, 
I mean, yeah, if you if you think that it's okay to be white is not an okay thing to say, you might be anti-white. I don't right. know what to tell you. Regardless of the intention, white supremacy groups have latched onto the slogan. A university spokesman says, quote, Montana State University strongly rejects white supremacy or white nationalist views. The words on the flyers were typed in all capital letters in large font, but there was no indication of where the flyers came from. So in other words, we have no <laughs> idea. They always came from 4chan. We, we don't know like the specific person who did this. We also do know that it's a known troll campaign, but we're still willing to say that a definitively non-racist statement is in fact racist. I guess if a white supremacist yeah. has ever uttered a sentence, if you two utter that sentence, you are an evil Nazi. Uh, I don't know. If a, if a white supremacist says, have a good day, this is what they really need to do. The 4chan people, well, hear me if you're listening, although we're not cool enough to be listened to by 4chan people. <laughs> and certainly you don't need my advice in trolling. Yeah. But if you could solicit like the Andrew Anglins of the world or the Richard Spencers of the world to do a poster campaign that says like, have a nice day and make it known that they're the ones behind it. I mean, the next step is to get a definitively non-racial statement right. treated as racist. Yeah. Like this is a non-racist statement, although it has race elements. The next step has to be definitively non-racial statement because it was said by a evil Nazi white supremacist. That is now evil. Like that's, yep. that's, and they'll, they'll do it. I guarantee that could happen. And, but you know, again, they don't need my advice. I am sure they have plenty of a plus work up their sleeves <laughs> for next time. And I'm sure Islam, tons of resources will go to this. That's awesome. Islam is right about women was was even better than this one, in my opinion. That one I was think great. so too. Yeah, I agree. So uh I don't know. If I see any of this pop up around my neighborhood, I'll have to watch out. I will sleep with one eye open, watching for the white supremacists <laughs> around my neck of the woods. Anyway, that's all I got. Okay. Uh, if you're ready for super chat and streamlabs. Yeah. Um, Brad is a bad person. Hey guys, love the show. I've been listening since episode one, but this is the first time I've been able to watch live. Can you do a shout out for my podcast called Brad is a bad person? We just did an episode on how evil China is. I'm with you there. Thanks, Brad. Well, thanks, man. Doc Bailey. I struggled with joblessness for three months and it made it clear how bad my home state of California has gotten as an added Mm. bonus. When I finally got a job in California, uh, California said I owe them money, can't afford to stay or leave. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Haven't states uh, messed around with that, that they like try to tax you for leaving? I thought Illinois tried to do that. That's terrible. That's going to be the next step. They're going to try to force you to stay. Yeah. Uh, Bill Mitchell says, as always, keep up the good work. Thank you. Lizzie says, greetings from Idaho, but as born and raised, a born and raised Texan, gun grabbing Beto should have known the importance of come and take it in Texas history. Guess he really shot himself in the foot (laughs) on that one. Yeah. Brownsville Downs, a doot doot doodle oodle oot doot do do. I'm butchered that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Got it sounds no like a, is that NPC talk? The beep bop stuff. Yes, must right. be. Shauna Thornton. Obama said this anti woke stuff the same week his wife complained about her white flight. This is just pandering to centrists. Um, yeah, she, she said something about we can't make people not afraid of black people. That was we can't make people not afraid. Of black. I believe it's that's an what interesting. It's an interesting way to phrase it because 
I'm not denying the phenomenon. It's observable that this happens. But the point is, there's a lot of self-segregation that's true regardless of race. Like, why is it that Chinatown is a thing, for example? Yeah, and in every city, too. It just, it's, the idea that it's a uniquely white thing for similar groups or in-group preferences to Mm -hmm. manifest uh, that's weird. And yeah. I don't know if that's what she said or not, but a lot of people, white flight, you mean all races doing this, all races flight. Everyone, like that's, yeah. that's, that's how it is all over the world. Anyway, I bought PN. I personally, personally, I can't wait to have a woman of color as president. Just think of all the tax money we'll save by paying her only 65% of what we're paying today. Ooh. Jackpot. Uh, Lizzie also says, can't let at Andrew Kurzka out donate. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Lizzie. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, Tattoo Jason Matt and I once made love and Epstein didn't kill himself. Don't we all know Thank you. Robert Atkinson, since Veterans Day is coming up, we'll do an old school uh, kill Boff Mary, Jessica Simpson, Britney (laughs) Spears, Christina Aguilera. P.S. Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, I guess Jessica Simpson ended up being the most marriageable one. She's been married for I a long time. She has three her kids for now. a while. Gotta kill Christina Aguilera. I don't know why. Why not I, kill I Britney? I, I mean, Britney's the craziest one, but maybe... You don't know that. Britney is... Well, I guess I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, fine. I'm not marrying Britney, that's for sure. I guess you do have to marry Jessica Simpson unless I'm missing something. No, and yeah. for some reason in my head, I confused Christina Aguilera with Gwen Stefani, who, of course, is on The Voice, right? But she, have you seen her? She doesn't, she is 100% synthetic recreation. She looks nothing like her former self. Oh, I think she looks great. I mean, she's like 50. I'm not even even saying she looks bad. She just, she doesn't look like Gwen Stefani. She looks like she is a totally recreated person. Maybe, maybe she is. Ayama Fago, I'm not sure if you guys knew, but Marie Antoinette did not say let's let them eat cake, just like Epstein did not kill himself. Well, thank you for the clarification. Uh, Eric Ray, Epstein did kill himself. Hillary slipped into his cell nude. They died of shock. <laughs> Ilana Mars. I haven't heard that theory, but it's tiny plausible. Somali brain. Yeah. Listening to y'all super chats, I realized that Matt gets passed around almost as much as I do. Damn. Oh, is that Ilhan Omar? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. A god yeah. emperor of Duncan. Each week they must try to dogpile Trump's media crimes without trial, but when you're fake news, it's so hard to choose. Everywhere they look. They see guile. Is this the person that gave us the poem last time? Maybe uh, that was that was see a good one. Guile. I thank know you it. for enunciating thoughts and blogs. I'm watching the show in Hawaii with my boss. Shout out to Ken. So hopefully I won't be fired by the end of it. Have oh my fun. god! Ah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're we're yeah. All right. Eric Brown. <laughs> sorry, dude. I hope uh, you're not fired. Thanks yeah, for supporting really. the show. I cannot advise that for anyone else as a, a career move. I know. Um, it sure takes Matt a long time to catch up to what is actually going on, but at least he gets there in the end. Love the show. Keep up. Or uh, keep it up. Um, I assume that's about the Ukraine stuff. I mean... Um, oh, I don't, I don't know. I think maybe the fence sitting. I didn't get that about the actual news. Well, I, I, wanna, I want to afford everyone the same benefit i don't want i don't want to play for teams i want to play for principles yeah and oh god but but with this russia and ukraine gate stuff it's it's impossible i i can't see any i can't see i i always try to put myself in position to see it from someone else's perspective and how they would rationalize this sort of thing or how they would believe this sort of thing i can't 
do it anymore on this. I, I'm just tired of doing it because it's a multi-year charade at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, the other thing I'll say too is, is even if I feel pretty strongly about something, uh, I think it's important to consider that other side. Yeah. So, and I'm not, I'm not as decisive as blonde. I think that's fair for sure. But don't confuse, good, don't confuse presentation of the other side with endorsement of it. Cause that, mm-hmm. that's not always the case either. Um, but yes, point taken. I I'm I I don't see a way to be quote unquote fair on Ukraine Gate anymore. Give me some damn evidence or shut the or hell shut up. Or shut up, yeah. Yeah. Nicholas Blanchard, note for Matt, impeachment is always political, but it's very design uh, but by its very design, the process is politics masquerading as legal formalism. I think that's fair, but I also think that in in any uh fair interpretation of the constitution, high crimes and misdemeanors has to mean something. As yeah. opposed to Congress can remove the president if they feel like it. Yeah, High crimes and misdemeanors was language that was intentionally inserted. Admittedly, I'm not familiar with the, I, I, I don't know if there's say Federalist Papers on this or familiar with the, uh, how this was, uh, how this was debated and decided. So maybe there's more clues there, but with every word and clause in the constitution, you got to operate that it means something and was put in there for a reason. High crimes and misdemeanors doesn't mean we don't like the guy. Yeah. I need more. I need and I think more. most Americans agree. Uh, Sock Puppet Joe, uh, Eric Charmella is also part of the Russia collusion, by the way, of Ukraine. We did mention that. That's true. Uh, Chaos Learland, if you had to choose one urban center to be nuked and refusal to choose would result <laughs> in every urban center being nuked, which would you choose? And Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, um, Los oh. Angeles, for sure. Well, if you want the most bang for your buck, uh, Los Angeles is probably the wise choice. Uh, I'm trying to think of an underrated option. Um, I don't know. I, I, we'll go with that. I mean, there's there's underrated options on the West Coast, like Seattle and Portland. Um, the East Coast, the East Coast, less so these days. You have some stuff in New York. Yeah. You had one in Boston where they were protesting. Thousands of people protested white supremacists who didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. But the actual like Antifa violence is mostly West Coast. So, you know, to throw a dart at the West Coast and you're probably good. Uh, BB, Which one... I disavow entirely, of course. This of is course, all hypothetical. Yeah. One truth, one lie. Matt and I never even once made love. Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, all right. Uh, you, you pick the lie. Liberty Prime 5000. Blonde, are you about to go full on Murdoch Chan? It's cool if you are. You do you. Uh, no, no. Liana Strafir, miss the live stream, but we'll watch tomorrow. Have a great night. You too. You have a good night as well. Well, thanks. Capitalism for the win. Um, Daybreak is pretty bad. I think the writers were being sincere. They just accidentally showed that they're, that social justice is a bunch of isolated tribes that fight each other over race and oppression. It's really prophetic. This is the, is this the Netflix show that was mentioned earlier? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lapco 92, a group showed up at Andy Noe's house with masks on the, of his face. There's CCTV yeah. of it. It's creepy. It's what? Do you see this? No. So at his family's home, you can see he must have like, you know, uh, some sort of front door surveillance. And you can watch the footage. I think it's on his Twitter account if you want to check it out. A bunch of presumably Antifa people mm-hmm. showed up wearing masks of his face, like printouts of his face knocking on the door i don't think they did any property damage but it was mostly just it looks like an intimidation effort however it was on halloween so the other side is saying well what are you scared of trick-or-treaters on halloween that kind of angle i mean it was clearly a targeted 
gesture against That's Andy bizarre. Miller. Was it violent? Not that I've seen. Um, you can decide for yourself if you'd interpret it as intimidating or not. But certainly if people did that to me, uh, I would I would certainly take protective measures and I would call the cops. Yeah. If someone showed up to my house in a bunch of masks. It is definitely creepy footage that people should check out. And apparently they also doxed his mom and she runs a small business. Oh, God. So there's something done to target his his mom. But I don't know where she lives. I don't know if she lives in Portland or elsewhere or what the deal is. Also, okay to be white poster showed up in Oklahoma City. Not much fuss. Thanks for keeping Sunday sane. Well, there you go. Maybe Oklahoma City is the place to be. Jay Edgar, soundbite of the week. Katie Hill, which I'm excited to get into. You did say that. Don't worry, Matt. I'd be excited to get into that, too. (laughs) I guess, uh, to be fair, I I guess I did say that. Um, Reality Lobster Blonde, I know you want families for your compound, but I'm single, dependable, and a fighter defender for freedom and traditional values. Can I still apply? Also, I'm good with Excel and pivot tables. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, Mark Odd. Not in Hill, sadly. Fixed it for you. <laughs> Seth Hagler, if you want some of the worst cringe I've ever seen, you should see Watchman adaptation by HBO. It's insulting how they are destroying the source material, which is one of the best comics ever. Oh, I'm not hmm. familiar with it. I'm sorry. Um, Stan says, eh, Katie, I wasn't gleefully looking at your naked body for any pleasure except that nice iron cross. We appreciate your contribution to NoFap November. You're doing your best work <laughs> to date. I was going to say, show me anyone who broke their November vow because of the, I guess it was a little early. But the point is, ain't nobody getting gratification from those photos other than just the chuckle of looking at a public figure's nudes, which everyone wants to do. I will not be shamed as a, you know, more. Yeah, when the fappening happened, I was all over that. Everyone looks. I'm like Jennifer Lawrence's bottle. I gotta see this. I don't know if I saw that one, but you know the one yeah. I regret the most. But I would still look today because when they're out there, you gotta look. It's just the rule. Leslie Jones. Yeah. Leslie Jones's nudes are they're unseeable, and I know that's true for a lot of nudes. You can decide for yourself. It's sort of like watching a, an ISIS beheading. You know, on the one hand, it's like <laughs> it I always stays know, with you. I want to know what's out there. I want to know what's in the world. And I think that's you generally don't. a good philosophy most of the time. But I could, it's like few photographs stick in your mind that vividly. Le- Leslie Jones's various nudes uh, are, are certainly one of those photographs. And I'll clue you in on an ongoing debate in, in my personal life. Uh, if you see the particular photo of Leslie Jones, you will ask, is that actually her butt? Or is that someone else's butt? Oh, I don't remember seeing that one. Is it you huge decide? or something? Well, there's, um, it's engaged in an activity. You can decide. Oh, I remember. <laughs> is that, is that her butt or is that someone else's butt? Gross. Let the debate, uh, let the debate go on. Cause there's no, there's no way to prove it as far as I'm concerned. Toya Tamahone, we're, we're in Japan in, uh, in Japan. Abortion is not so controversial and men have a lot more say. When she hmm. found out she was pregnant, she was overwhelmed and her ex-boyfriend took her there and told her to have it. Thanks for the kind words. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if that changes anything for me. But well, you also, you wonder too, uh, again, not that she doesn't have agency. That's not what I'm implying. But uh, the Japanese culture, women are a lot more submissive too. I don't know if she's natively or ethnically Japanese or if she's whatever. But, um, but generally, there's a lot of like, you know, do as men say kind of. Like, I, I remember this... This is just a stupid story, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean a lot for this. But I remember like the Japanese exchange students in my dorm in college, all those girls were, you know, quiet as mice. 
and they'd sit in their little circle and softly speak amongst each other. And if I would just walk by, they would go quiet and resume speaking like when I've when I've gone past. And they're not going to talk to you if you try to be conversational. Yeah. It's I think it's just a it was a cultural thing that like they're they're very, very submissive to men. Yeah. I don't know if that plays into this or not. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But Semper ad or regarding Katie Hill, seriously, it's not that she has a colorful lifestyle. It's that she's so incompetent. She can't pull off a decent cover up. I'd respect her more <laughs> if she Epstein her ex. Uh, oh, my God. Getty. Ask Hillary for help. Yeah, really? Yeah. No one is talking about the bigger issue with Hill. She's an elected official with a top secret security. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, her deviant mm. behavior is making her susceptible to blackmail and influence. That's true. That's why they used to not allow you to be gay in any military position. Am I right about this? Well, they had, I, it, that was the, that was the thinking behind it. I didn't I, know I that. I think that was some of really? the thinking. Yeah. It was just blackmail stuff. So yeah. Okay. Sway Ocean. Yeah, that makes sense though. Says free Hong Kong. Uh, fat hooligan hoax terror attack of the week. There was a video circulating that predicted an attack on Seattle on 11, three. It was unbelievably tinfoil hat. Well, I guess there are still a few left, but that's today, isn't it? Yeah. A few more hours. It's only 8 PM Seattle time. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen, by the way. I'll Kevin Flanagan says, don't worry, Goy. These trans things are normal people just like you and me. Who among us can say they haven't dressed up like a demon and flash children? I sure haven't myself. Uh, Sway Ocean says, free Julian Assange. Assange. I always say that incorrectly. Uh, Chris Buckley, Noah, drag queen did not flash genital in library. Should never be a headline any time. <laughs> such BS and the dude should be put in jail. Yeah, I mean, that. I, I couldn't get over how they obsessed over, like, intent and really what matters is there's a flopping dick in front of like i know five-year-old girls uh fataku um i can't say that how did you know that vandal even know that sean scott supported nick fuentes ah <laughs> uh, he didn't uh matthew raleigh matt well, I, saying that one went over my head what, I, well i couldn't read the first part oh uh because oh. it's got the n-word in it um, oh. Matthew Riley, Matt saying the Niners will be one and done in the playoffs is just wrong. Jimmy Christ just put his best game at a time when the defense was tired due to a short week. They no almost they lost to the Cardinals. Calm down. I'm telling you, that team. Tell you what, email me. I'll bet you five dollars that they're one and done in the playoffs. I'll, I'll put five dollars on it. Send me an email. We'll make a bet, and if they win a playoff game, I will PayPal you a crisp digital Abe Lincoln. If you agree. Downsgated. The Seattle candidate sounded like a modern example of a middle ages found a witch, found a witch. It's basically just trying to show people that there is a clear and present danger when there is none. Mm. Uh, Polaris 589. How is it a white supremacy sign? It says it's okay to be white. Not great. Not horrible. Just okay. That's the whole point. Yeah. Just acceptable. Acceptable. Yeah. Fritz Leschenbrenner. Matt, it already happened with the okay sign is a racist meme. Yep. Uh, Markov. Yeah, I guess, but but uh, yeah, but that was, well, yeah, I guess that's a fair, I guess that's a fair thing. I yeah. I, would, I want it with a saying though, yeah, as opposed to a gesture, because gestures are more open to interpretation. Saying like, "Have a nice day." Well, anyway, Markov, it's Thank okay you. to be white is so dated. The new one is Islam is right about women, guaranteed to short circuit NPC programming or your money back. Um, AZ says, signed into my account for this. It's probably a hate hoax, but Washington leftist progressives are racist, bigoted AF. I love how they display their superiority by telling me that I'm oppressed. Polaris yeah. 589. Yeah. 
if taxing people to keep them to stay in the state doesn't work, perhaps they can try building a wall. <laughs> they only work in one direction, you see. Very effective to keep people in, not effective to keep people out. Yeah. Yeah. Liberty Prime 5000, hashtag China is right about Islam, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, another good one. Last one is Darlene Cates. Keep on doing what you're doing to help save our sanity. We appreciate you both. Thank you, Darlene. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. And Darlene always gets a uh, boomer shout out because boomer shout out. Darlene, assuming it's the same Darlene, right? Darlene chooses <laughs> to stick with us despite you consistently and persistently maligning our boomer viewers. But I will, But of course... We malign our millennial viewers every day, including ourselves. So, yes. you know, glad Darlene is able to make sense of it all. Few over on Streamlabs, Architect of Fate says, I saw the screwdriver you started with, Blonde. If the Dems really care about people and about democracy, what is their, respo what is their response to Hong Kong police using gas grenades that are 12.1 uh, uh, ppm hydrogen cyanide? Bring on... The Britisher Ooh. for Brexit talk, base centrist. Um, I have I've streamed with the Britisher in the past. It's been quite some time, a couple of years for sure. Mm -hmm. But uh, we do still follow each other on Twitter. So uh, I, I'm not aware of the chemistry of the gas grenades, though. And Me neither. I know cyanide bad, right? Yep. So, so um, yeah. If the point is, if they really cared about. Uh, democracy they presumably they'd be sticking up for the hong kong people i just don't hear the democrats talk about the issue much at all i just heard Neither the nba talk about it and that's about it yeah renica says if katie hill katie hill issue or the katie hill issue is down to sexual campaign finance impropriety proved by pictures that showed those acts it comes down to the pics or it didn't happen principle which is the justification of the release she also appears to have uploaded them i mean if if that's true, not only does it really undermine her case that she was a non-consenting, uh, she was not consenting to the, the whole right. thing, but it makes her a damn liar too. I mean, that, that's yeah. makes her a, so I'll be, if people have proof of that, I'd like to see it. It's not that I'm doubting the claim. I just haven't seen the proof that she posted the images and that is crucial, highly relevant to this, yep. to this case. Uh, Foximus says the Katie Hill photographs were evidence of breaking the rules. She's calling them porn in order to purposefully diminish their role as evidence and make everyone talk about revenge porn laws. And Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Thank you. <laughs> Did you see she's trying to sue the Daily Mail over the pictures too? Really? Because apparently Why? it violates California state law. The posting. Oh, of, she's making that case. Something about weird revenge porn laws in California. Redicus says, tell Carlton that he's oh this must be the seattle guy carlton carlton banks running for office in seattle will's uh will smith's adopted brother on fresh prince tell carlton that he's not hood enough to be faking this shit <laughs> or were they cousins i forget what their relationship i, I think is. they anyway, were cousins yeah. you know carlton uh, uh then yeah. again i have seen enough antifa members call people the n-word to believe this could be disgruntled Antifa member that thinks he's a race traitor. I'll never forget that clip out of Portland, man. Yeah. When that it's a black federal police officer. When they were, yeah. That's and, right. and God, what are you, you, uh, you stupid N word, you worthless bitch. And you fucking blood traitor. They're yelling this shit at the black guy in the name of anti-racism. And one of them kind of spit on him. And the black dude, the black cop was like, spit on me again. Spit on me again. Dude, yeah. Oh my God. Whether he spit on him or whether he was yelling so loud that spit just incidentally flew from his mouth. Yeah, that's some of, that's some of, 
the most insanely aggressive racism publicly I've ever seen was Antifa yelling at Department of Homeland Security federal officers in Portland yeah. last summer. Jeez. Matthew says, in regards to making an innocuous statement controversial, people were getting in trouble on Reddit for saying, don't forget to stay hydrated because it was associated with some edgy boy subreddit, subreddits like Friend World. Huh, okay. I mean, it's going to happen with the Boogaloo, too. That that <laughs> language yep. is 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 coming under scrutiny because yeah. that's coded. It's always coded. Everything is a dog whistle. Everything's coded. Whatever. Uh, more moim. More more moim. I'm going with that. Went to high school with Katie Hill. She sucked then. <laughs> Our <laughs> district knew her and were very conservative for California. She got in because of a weak Republican candidate. Everyone finally listened to me. Play degenerate games, win degenerate prizes. That's right. I forgot she ousted a Republican. Did she not? She was part of the blue Did she? wave, if you want to call it that, more like a blue trickle or something like that. But I, yeah, she was. It's for sure. It's for sure her first term. But I think she ousted a Republican. Oh, so maybe I, I maybe she wouldn't win in that district. In fact, if it, if it was solely on the basis of her of her party designation next to her name. Anyway. That's uh, that's all I got. I will say hello and thank you to our DLive friends quickly, top supporters over there, Callie SoCal, Paul Dog, and Darth Jones. Thanks for supporting the show, guys. Ready to get out of here? Yeah, I really have to pee. I do too. My Coors has got to go. <laughs> uh, but thanks for hanging out with us uh, on a Sunday night and uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, and if you're listening later on YouTube or DLive or on uh, any of our audio platforms, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show remember there's plenty more material over on those audio platforms so if you're looking to listen to the call-in show on demand or some other interviews and stuff you might not necessarily find on youtube check out um check out those audio platforms apple Podcasts, google play soundcloud stitcher they're all linked uh conveniently in the description and on the website mattchristiansandmedia.com slash podcasts got everything else you need show related on the website as well and of course you can always email us that's beauty in the beta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not me at the press. It's beauty in the beta. And I'm going to have to figure out what to do because the Vikings game is next Sunday night. Oh no. So I'm going to have to stream and watch the game simultaneously because I'm not <laughs> canceling the show. Committed. Bye, have guys. A good night.